with Mike Mayo, which uh, if the Panthers are down, uh, what, 3-1 after two periods, uh, I would have to say I I defer to the notion that, well, if you get up early (laughs) tomorrow, I don't think I'll be able to watch the rest of this game. Because who would want to sit with an incredible rat like Mayo? I I had to take it all day yesterday on the radio show. I fired back with everything I had. I even said that the officiating was very capitals Like a joke of an argument now. That's I mean, great. Uh, We're desperate. Uh, <laughs> We're bitching about refs and uh, hockey. Refs and uh, hockey. Refs. Man, they call a lot of penalties. You know what? If you looked at it, very pathetic state of mind to be in. That's what happens when uh, you got a big mouth yep. and you start losing a bet. Uh, you know, so I, I, I give May all the liberty he wants. I mean, uh, if he's up too well when he comes on the show, to my, I'll just give him the whole show. No the point in us coming back with anything. It's like an argument with your wife, right? What's the point of coming back with something? Yeah. You think she's buying your argument? Of no. course not. That's why you're fighting in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> the time. Wake up with Defoe, joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defoe Show. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. Good to be with you here on this fine Wednesday edition of the Defoe Show. Jeff DeForest and one Mike Luby Lubitz with you. And we're with you for a couple of hours here on the East Coast till 9 o'clock Eastern Time on ION Channel and many other outlets and platforms. And uh, so we're happy to uh, report the uh, growth of the program continues. And it looks like we're going to have a job for a while anyway. I mean, we'll we'll just keep pursuing it until we uh, figure it all out. That's the name of uh, Mike Westhoff's book, too. (laughs) Figure it out. Oh, yeah, we're gonna, uh, What's he's, he's been telling me? Yeah, he, he wants to uh, come on. We're going to get him on. I was trying to, right now, with all the NBA and hockey, I was like, shoot, this week it'll be tough, but we'll get him on next week. I, uh, he's all about coming on, and his book's out. We've talked about it for like two years or three years now, so I'm like really excited. Yeah, should be good. Uh, the book is out there, and uh, it's called Figure It Out by Mike Westhoff, who, uh, of course, legendary special teams coach uh, in the National Football League. Uh, what did he spend, like 30-something years? In the NFL and split the time. Uh, I don't know if it was evenly. It seems like he was a Miami Dolphin coach longer than he was with the New York Jets, which uh, he was with the Jets for like 10 or 12 years, I yep. want to say. And uh, then ended up uh, winning a Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints uh, as a member of their coaching staff uh, after Sean Payton called him up and said, uh, Hey, Mike, I know you're out fishing for sharks over there in Naples, but uh, we need somebody who can help us figure it out. Because uh, we're getting uh, hosed on special teams, and uh, we have to solve this problem. Otherwise, we might lose our opportunity to win a championship. And sure enough, there it was, Mike Westhoff on the sidelines there as the New Orleans Saints uh, took one down. Now, good to be with you on this fine I, – I keep uh, going back to this, this fine Wednesday. keep going back to this uh, – it was like two years ago. We had nothing. And uh, now, as a sports fan, uh, I'm watching uh, the Miami Heat game last night. It wasn't all that – compelling I, I saw the first part of it in a bar after getting blown out by uh, the jess man just destroyed me last night on the uh, tennis courts i had nothing though it was one of those deals where i had nothing i was very much like the philadelphia 76 <laughs> this game last night and sometimes you just have to face it you, you just say you know what I, i've got nothing uh we could probably play another set uh, th- this is how sad it was uh, last night will be uh we started out at six o'clock and there wasn't even like the slightest hint of darkness when we were already done with the two sets. Jesus. So uh, we just went. I, I said, you know, we could play another one. Uh, I really didn't extend that much energy. But uh, nonetheless, uh, why don't we just go drink? And uh, so that's what we ended up doing. And we caught the beginning of the heat game. Very, very annoying to be at a sports bar 
with like a massive uh, and, uh, you know, they quickly corrected the problem. But how do you not have the game on like almost every screen, especially, uh, you know, maybe uh, dedicate a couple of screens to some of the other things that were happening. You had the Maple Leafs and the Lightning last night. That turned out to be a terrific hockey game. Um, And, you know, I'm hoping this has happened to you, that there's uh, sort of uh, a I don't know if it'd be a residual effect, but uh, I guess. You start watching so many other series because your team is still involved. Yes. And so you see what's going on in other areas around the league. I mean, uh, Tampa Bay and Toronto has been a great, great series. Uh, the Rangers find themselves in a hole uh, tonight. Uh, they take on the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they're down 3-1 in that series after having a real good season and giving rise to hope in New York City, the Big Apple, that uh, they might have some aspirations that go beyond Getting out of the first round, that looks like it's going to be a very difficult task for them right now because Pittsburgh's playing well, and they find themselves in that 3-1 hole that uh, the Florida Panthers were very nearly in. I mean, uh, they had – literally, if you were going to describe their situation as having one foot in the grave, they had one <laughs> they foot. They have the body in the grave. In the grave. <laughs> what do you mean Brunette was doing – like, you don't pull the goalie with three minutes left. That's how much he's like, oh, shit, I don't know if we're going to score here. <laughs> Three minutes to go in a game. Wow, I still see that. It really is like the headlights. Uh, it's the headlights of an oncoming semi. And then they almost scored immediately. On a two-lane highway. You're like on US 27 out there where, uh, oh you know, every other mile there, there's one of those uh, things with, with the, the cross with the flowers on it. Yeah. Uh, dedicating to, uh, you know, somebody that uh, perished uh, in, in a road. Uh, you know, in, in an accident on the roadside there, they, they commemorate the person. It's like the mile markers are all those uh, sort of cemetery designations for people that have died in crashes. And uh, you pull out and, and here come the headlights coming the other direction. Three o'clock in the morning. You're a little bit loopy uh, to begin with, maybe from fatigue, from driving too much. And uh, in the headlights are the faces of Mike Mayo. Right? Or, or you just see an angry Mayo behind the wheel going, gotcha, Depot. Gotcha, Luby. Because the bet has really fueled my interest uh, in this oh, series to an <laughs> exponentially higher level than, than I otherwise uh, what would have uh, been involved. Although, you know, I, I would find it remarkable. And it's always crazy to see, like, a team that dominated the regular season without any obvious reason, like uh, their star player was out or uh, they lost both of their goalies and they had to bring up some guy from the minors and uh, he was in a panic, was giving up five goals a game. Uh, without something really... Uh, outstanding uh, happening uh, that, that you can just look at and pinpoint immediately. Like Embiid being out for those first couple of games for the Philadelphia 76ers. You say, okay, they don't have this guy. Guess what? They're not very good or not nearly good enough to uh, beat the best team in the league. But uh, we're, we're still on, on some perilous and tenuous turf uh, when it comes to this thing. And uh, yep. a lot of that will be decided tonight. I don't know uh, how it holds up in the NHL, but in the NBA, in series that are deadlocked at two apiece, Dang. the team that wins game five, which we had a couple of examples last night, ends up going on to win the series uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 85% of the time. Yeah. That might be a little bit higher than the actual number, but it's over 80% of the time, somewhere between 80 and 85% of the time. The team that wins game five, the pivotal game five, if there is a pivotal game in a series, it's a playoff series in the NBA that's knotted up at two apiece, and game five is clearly, Luby, the pivotal game. And it was last night for the Miami Heat, at least uh, so we hope. Now, I-, I would imagine that it went somewhat like this, Luby. Uh, yesterday morning, Doc Rivers uh, sends one of his assistants out there, uh, maybe the guy that does the video, a uh, future Eric Spolster type, 
who uh, has to do uh, any number of schmank jobs, much like uh, Pat Riley was doing when he was a traveling secretary. He wasn't even an assistant coach then, but he was on his staff. He was a who, who do you think Doc Rivers sends uh, around the hotel to see if uh, the players <laughs> are in their rooms the next morning? No idea. I saw Sam Cassell on his coaching staff. Maybe Sam Cassell because he understands how it goes. Yeah. I, I would think South Beach being the sixth man was very much in play. I, I don't know that anybody was spotted. Was Barry Jackson out there reporting on anything? Did he see any of the 76er players out there partying with, like, Iverson, who was probably leading the charge? But uh, you could not be any more zombie-esque, any more uh, missing in action than the Philadelphia 76ers were last night. And Bede was horrible uh, in the ball game. Uh It did seem like, and, uh, you know, you talk about women weaken legs. We went Mick uh, from the uh, Rocky movies uh, here uh, because uh, you mentioned it, Luby, in your astute observation about uh, the Philadelphia 76ers shooting. All of their shots were short, just off. Uh, I I mean, and Bede. that came from all angles. It wasn't just Embiid. <laughs> just it was Harden. It was Maxi. It was uh, <laughs> Danny Green. Anybody that had a basketball in their hand, bonk off the front rim and already uh, get one of those uh, balls that uh, is not quite true but uh, ticks the front rim. Yep from the inside and then rattles around a little bit and goes out. Everything they shot uh, was like that in the first quarter and then threw out the ball game. And they end up, uh, what, down 12 after a quarter? Yeah. And uh, they got annihilated, of course, in the fourth quarter when uh, their legs turned to rubber. I would think that it was very much like, uh, remember Escape from Alcatraz, the Clint Eastwood thing? I've heard the of depiction it. about the, uh, you know, escape from uh, the uh, Alcatraz prison that ultimately led to its uh, being shut down, I guess, uh, sometime shortly after that, when those uh, three guys escaped from Alcatraz and nobody ever knew what happened to them. It's still a mystery in San Francisco. You've been to San Francisco, right? Yeah, the Anglin brothers, I guess, uh, were uh, two of the guys. And then uh, there was uh, one other uh, that was depicted by uh, Eastwood in the movies. And they had the uh, the dummy heads in the bed for the bed check. Do you think that the 76ers resorted to that? That when Sam Cassell uh, actually 100%. like poked the guy? 100%. <laughs> he found like a, a plastic blow-up guy uh, in there, and uh, that was supposed to be like Embiid or James Harden. You can't imagine if James Harden stayed home before that game uh, or was uh, in the hotel room at 11 o'clock to get plenty of rest so he could make the shoot around and uh, be super effective because he was horrible in, in this ball game. As yeah. brilliant as he was in the fourth quarter in rallying Philadelphia to the 2-2 dead heat game four. in the series, uh, and, and the heat were dead in, in that game, uh, just the opposite. So I'm thinking that bed check was probably the key. <laughs> anybody who was privy to that realized that, jeez, uh, nobody's in their room, coach. Nobody's here. No they may as well have checked into a different hotel. Uh, so I, I, I have not seen a, a poor effort like that in a long, long time. And, and yet, I guess, I mean, could you say the same thing about the Dallas Mavericks? They, they fell yeah, completely apart also, although uh, at least they were, they were competitive it. for part of the ballgame. They went until the half, and then they came out of the yeah. half. And I don't know. Like, I was watching the game. I looked away for a few minutes. I'm like, oh, maybe this will be a game. And then the Suns were up 14. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, right. What just happened? <laughs> So, so playing out, uh, I don't know, is the NBA uh, highly predictable? I mean, is that usually, just the way it is? I mean, should usually. we not be cashing ticket after ticket at uh, various sports books or uh, online on NBA games? Uh, you had to lay three and a half with the Heat last night. Finally, we were right about something. We said, you know what, that doesn't seem like a lot of points because this is one of those games where all of a sudden, miraculously, as if uh, using your magic wand theory, as if Eric Spolster was able to wave a magic wand over what was going on out there, and his team became a cohesive, 
unit that was in perfect symmetry yep, all yep, night long. Yep. Everybody that was supposed to do something specific uh, that was, uh, you know, indicative of uh, their characteristics throughout the season. They did all of that. Max yep. Struess is hoisting threes yep. from everywhere. Yep. You had uh, Jimmy Butler doing his thing. All of a sudden, Tyler Hero is awake. Yeah. Uh, Bam out of bio is having a it's big aggressive. ball game. Vincent. And, you know, they're, they're just taking it to the Philadelphia 76ers all night long. Yep. Uh, it, it was enough aggression that the Heat displayed that it might have even opened up another crack in the Liberty Bell. It's possible. <laughs> Liberty Bell, by the way, one of the few racetracks that I always wanted to go to that I never Liberty made it to. Bell. And, of course, it's been shut down for many, many years. Oh, okay. uh, a Philadelphia stronghold. But, uh, yeah, it, it was ugly. And uh, I guess if you're a Heat fan, uh, you couldn't have asked for anything better because they now find themselves in a somewhat commanding position. The only question is, do they continue this momentum that they gathered in game number five and, and win it and just finish off the 76ers, put an end to the process, turn it into like processed cheese. This is going to look like a <laughs> like slice uh, you know, craft. of American cheese that comes in a little plastic craft. <laughs> Did you ever eat a whole package of craft slices at any time? No. Were you ever inclined to do something like that? Binge eating of cheese? I've been no? eating cheese, but it was good cheese. I, I've never binge eaten craft. It's, it's always had a weird taste by itself. Like, it's got to be on something. Yeah, your mother would find all the little plastic wrappers uh, all over the place. And, uh, you know, and then she had planned to make, like, a bunch of cheese sandwiches for some charity event. Of course. And, of course, you had eaten uh, 15 of the 16 slices. Yeah. And left the other one, like, uh, kind of uh, half-eaten also. That, that I mean, how am I still alive after doing know. stuff like You've that? That's stuff. crazy, right? Imagine that shoveling 15 slices of Kraft American cheese in your face. And it was always good when they had the big package, too. Oh, Jesus. I wasn't even that big of a cheese fan. It just uh, was, you know, dependent on uh, how little was available in terms of say. stuff that you actually like in a refrigerator late at night uh, when you had a metabolism where you could eat like a whole Anything. pizza and then go out to eat. I know. Those days were great. What happened, Loopy? Age. Time. <laughs> I mean, I, I if you had your choice between having, uh, you know, a, a an effective and active metabolism, I guess you would prefer having, uh, you know, a large amount of testosterone remain in your body. Yeah. That, that would be a lot you more pleasant. Than, uh, else. Who yeah. cares if you're fat as long you as you can, can make still up do for it, other right? shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, she could tell you, hey, suggest maybe why don't you get in shape? Yeah, that might be good. That, that's ugly, too. I see you haven't had this, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe with your first wife, because you were starting to put on a couple of pounds back then. And uh, I, I don't know what it was, but, uh, you know, when, when she references the fact that, uh, you know, well, why don't you skip a couple of meals? Oh, geez. <laughs> I haven't gotten that yet. <laughs> does that, That's bad. Does that kind of take uh, the argument uh, into another area that, yeah. uh, you know, now it's going to get ugly? Yeah. Well, you to, yeah, yes. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Usually you get defensive and then you go hard. And, then, and yeah. women are no one better at going hard than a woman. Women will go after shit that you didn't even know they've ever yeah. thought in their life. And they and you don't ever want to suggest that to a woman. Never. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I mean, uh, she, she could be, uh, you know, uh, the size of Butterbean Ash, and you still would never say, <laughs> if you use that in an argument, yeah, yeah, you know, look at yourself. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that's the end of that. You talk about uh, irreconcilable differences. Yep. I mean, uh, there is the <laughs> definition of it right there. All right, so we've uh, reconciled the fact that the uh, Miami Heat lo look to be in a superior position okay. here in their uh, first round playoff or second round playoff series yep, yep. against the Philadelphia 76ers, and we don't know what to expect. From the uh, Florida Panthers tonight. No, we are really thinking, don't. you know, very much along the lines of, okay, so lucky to have survived that ridiculous scare that they had in uh, game number four that, 
if they play their game like they did the other night, which uh, I thought they dominated that game. They I did. really did. Look, I was the, surprised it's, look, there was... it's what we've seen, and it's why I wanted them to be aggressive because Samson has been so good. But even when your goal, like Dominic Hasek was the best goalie in hockey for years. He didn't win every cup because yeah. he didn't have the best team. So if you're aggressive, you can beat a good goalie, but you got to be really aggressive because that guy's been on his head. Well, my uh, other uh, theory took a beating last night also. Okay. My wild stab at the, uh, speaking of wild stabs, no pun intended, at the Minnesota Wild, oh. who uh, ended up uh, losing to the St. Louis Blues uh, last night. That, that was a pretty uh, intense game. And then uh, also uh, last night, I mean, uh, you had the LA Kings late. I didn't even know they were in the playoffs, did you? Uh, Holy uh, Wayne Gretzky. I don't know the West at all. Where's Bruce McNell, <laughs> uh, who was uh, one of my favorite guys that I ever came across just uh, for the bizarre incident and circumstances under which we met. Do you remember Bruce McNell? Uh, he was a numismologist, right, which okay. is a coin collector, supposedly. That was his claim to fame. And he also was involved in some investments so I think- that uh, I guess turned out to be somewhat bogus. Uh, Bruce McNell, a great guy. He, he owned a, a racing stable called Suma Stable out in California. They were very prominent for a while. And uh, I think I've told you this story. I, I'm uh, doing a radio show, uh, one of my original efforts in radio was uh, my friend, the mighty Melendez and I used to broadcast on this country Western station that was uh, located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. All right. Now uh, Rancho Cucamonga sounds like it's out there in the sticks, but it probably is now all part of a large umbrella of suburban Los Angeles. Yeah. It was outside of LA. Yeah. Outside of LA, it uh, would be east of Los Angeles and uh, okay. not exactly a well-developed community at that point because yeah. uh, it was mostly grape vineyards and dirt roads. Okay. okay. So uh, there was a radio station there because uh, in California, it was great. There was a radio station in every town. Pretty much. <laughs> they all had their own <laughs> newspaper and they all had their own radio station. So it provided opportunities for guys like me with like zero experience nice. to uh, get in the door and make something happen. So uh, the Mighty Melendez and I are broadcasting the feature race every day from Santa Anita on KNTF, the country station in Rancho. Well, on radio. You're doing horse yes. racing on radio. Right. And the deal was this. Uh, we bought a half hour of time uh, on the radio station. And, of course, uh, this was an intro into uh, what's worked for me my whole life. Wow, and been uh, my M.O. throughout my career. And, and we sold our own time to try and make money. And uh, obviously you had to make enough of a nut to uh, cover what you were paying a radio yeah, station yeah. for the time. And then whatever else you uh, were able to accrue in, in terms of sponsorships. Well, that was your money. So, and and it, it turned out it, it was going real well because uh, Bruce McNall, uh, a very or seemingly philanthropic and giving sort, uh, immediately signed up for like our. Uh, well, we didn't even know that we had like a silver deluxe package. You know how this goes, Libby, right? I, I uh, well, what are we going to tell them to get? Hey, you got a spot in every show. You got a live spot. Uh, we'll show up there once in a while. I mean, you know how this goes. Right? You, you made it, enough it, of these propositions and proposals. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I don't know what we were charging. Some nominal amount of money. You have to figure this is back in the 70s. Uh, oh, so, uh, you know, I mean, money in accordance to what it is today with massive inflation. You know, I mean, if a guy bought like a $5,000 even annual advertising package, yeah, uh, that, that, that was pretty substantial. Yeah. All right. So I, I forget what we were charging a guy. It wasn't a lot of money, but uh, somehow he ended up owing us $5,000. And he tells us uh, one day to uh, come to his box at Santa Anita to collect the money. He's got a check for us. Okay. okay. This is Bruce McDowell, a guy that would eventually end up owning the L.A. Kings. And and he was the guy 
that brought Wayne Gretzky to Los Angeles. Oh, uh, wow. he, he was one of these guys that believed in like glitz and glamour. And he said, you know what? The Kings are a brick. They had uh, Marcel Dion and, and one of the great lines uh, ever in, in the history. You were talking about different lines uh, in hockey and you didn't understand all of that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Their, their number one line was centered by Marcel Dion, who uh, isn't mentioned often enough uh, uh, among the greats of the game. This guy was absolutely fantastic. And he was on a line. Uh, one guy was Dave Taylor, and I, I always forget the name of the other guy, but he was like uh, also very, very popular. And these guys were popular all over L.A., but the Kings couldn't draw flies. E even with Marcel Dion, it would be surprising to see the L.A. Forum half full uh, on oh, a night really? when the Kings were playing there. Jeez. Unbelievable. Dave Taylor, and who was the other guy? Um, a real handsome dude who, uh, you know, was a big star, big star out there in Los Angeles at the time because he was on this uh, line. But but the point being, uh, Louie, that uh, nobody came to the game. Bossy, Mike Bossy. No, it wasn't Bossy. He was an Islander. We're talking about L.A. Kings, my friend. Yeah, no, L.A. No, no, Kings. No. I'm looking at it. Yeah, look up Marcel Dion, and uh, they might have uh, mentions on the line. But, uh, you know, the, the real hockey fans out there, you guys that all of a sudden started watching these games like we did, Probably uh, aren't aware of uh, who the guy was. Uh, Charlie Simmer, very good. Charlie, our Simmer. friend Alfred on the uh, yeah. Charlie Simmer, Dave uh, Taylor, and Marcel Dion. Right founded his when he got it. Good for you. Yeah. Well, what were they called? They weren't the French Connection. That the was Triple uh, Crown Line. The Triple, triple Crown, Crown yeah. Line. They were great, uh, but they, they couldn't uh, get anybody to come to the arena to watch these guys. That's crazy. It's like and they had uh, Rogi Vachon, uh, Rogation Vachon, uh, one of my favorite goalie? goalies of all time, who was uh, big time uh, as an East Coast goalie, and then he goes to the West Coast. What was he with the Canadians? Rogi Vachon, I want to say I think Canadian. So. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And he was great there, and he goes to the Kings, and you know he, he was sparking uh, a real effort to. Kind of uh, get the uh, Los Angeles area to embrace hockey, which was uh, as foreign to them as uh, hockey was to uh, Floridians when the old joke was when the Panthers came into existence. The only ice anybody's ever seen in South Florida was at the bottom <laughs> of a martini glass. <laughs> it's pretty much true. Honestly. Might still be true. <laughs> no. Although I think it'll be pretty crazy at the uh, arena tonight. Yeah, What's it called? The Florida Live Arena now? Florida Live, yeah. Yeah. Hard to keep pace uh, with that. Uh, as they, what would they do? They lost all their sponsorships, so they just uh, Bank, had to... I don't think Atlantic still exists. Is Bank Atlantic still a thing? I don't know. I think that was. I think Bank Atlantic doesn't exist. No, they're they're, they're like long gone from sponsorship. Uh, and then they had uh, another bank that that was a title sponsor to Arena. Oh, BBT. BBT doesn't yeah. exist anymore. BBT is what SunTrust is truest, and truest must not have wanted to just keep it going. Is that bank any good, by the way? It's mine. I both of them. That's what's so funny. Yeah. I had BBT and SunTrust. And do you hate them like poison? I mean, every time you have a transaction, it turns out issue. to be ugliness. It, no? The merge was a pain in the ass, and a lot of people were stressing out because for a couple of weeks, like the app, you're, we're so used to apps and shit now. The apps weren't working, so that sort of sucks. Um, but I was pretty proactive, and I went in there in person before all the crap just to settle everything. So I've been fine. I don't know. I mean, I haven't had any issue. I mean, all the banks are the same now. They all offer the same crap, and it's all online. One of the yeah. surely my bank's account together is an online total. There is no standing bank. Like that's yeah. how this world is now. So that's where we're at, my man. May as well just keep the money in the shoebox like my mother did. <laughs> they go all the way back. Thanks, mom. By the way, wow, <laughs> yeah, it worked out for you. Nearing the one year anniversary of her passing here, that and is uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I might have been broke at the time. I didn't want to ever let her know that there might have been some financial uh, jackpot going on, but uh, 
Who knew she had money? I, I had no idea. Anyway, speaking of money, so so we're going to collect this check uh, off McNell. Did, yeah. did we establish who uh, yeah. Bruce McNell is? Yes, uh, yes. The uninitiated. Okay, at that point he owns in like what did he? What was he at that point? Was he the king's owner at that? Oh, point? he he uh, before um, he, he bought the kings. He had this uh, racing stable. He was very successful. Oh, okay, owned with, with a racing stable called Suma S U M M A Stables. Okay, and uh, so that's what he was advertising on our our little feature race broadcast every day. And he tells us to come to his box that day to collect a $5,000 check. Okay. Which we desperately need, obviously. You know how this goes, right? Yeah, uh, hey, did they pay? Did they pay? I mean, how many times do I feel this call for me? Did you get the check? Did you get the check? <laughs> Not that you're annoying, Luby, but uh, what am I going to do? I don't deliver the mail, Luby. I know. I, know, I don't deliver the mail. I know. It sucks. Stuff happens. And then when <laughs> you have sucks. sponsors that are gracious enough to be with you, you really don't want to be a pain in the no, ass about don't. the money. No, yeah. you have to... The, like it's disrespectful to bug a guy for cash <laughs> all the time. Like, hey, I didn't get my check. I know. It's a well, I game. just got your invoice yesterday, Mr. DeForest. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, well. <laughs> and? Can I come over? Exactly. All right. So, uh, anyway, it's a rank day, which is not the greatest uh, of times. I mean, uh, we mentioned this, uh, like, when it's raining at Churchill Downs. Fortunately, they had good weather for the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. But uh, Santa Anita, when it was raining, and uh, this was in the wintertime, and, and it was kind of cold outside, it was rank, is not the greatest place to be. The great race place is a place you want to race straight away from and, and go do something else on those kind of days. I mean, uh, it was ugliness. So uh, now, you know, we're, we're rolling through the uh, stands. We're not used to being cold there in California either, much like here. And we're rolling through the stands, and we come to McNell's box, and McNell is there, and there's a guy uh, an old black guy that, that is all bundled up. I mean, like in a crummy looking tattered coat. And uh, he, he's sitting in the box, like sort of like he was a contestant on Survivor when, you know, it rains and they're in the jungle and they're all shivering. And who's the host? Jeff Probst. He doesn't Probst. care. Uh, he won't even throw him a towel. Nothing, you know. <laughs> he's sitting there. He just had like a filet mignon uh, flown <laughs> in on some seaplane that he just consumed <laughs> and these people are literally like freezing their fucking ass off and, and, and that's kind of how this guy was right so uh mcdell says oh hey, hey how you guys doing he recognizes us which is always a good thank god yeah thank god you know a good start there because <laughs> it wasn't like we were hanging out with bruce mcdell all the time he, he agreed to buy the advertising we'd see him once in a while on the track when he was running a horse hey bruce how you doing good luck yep, yep. and uh that was it so uh, he sees us. Uh, the Mighty Melendez, his first name was Mike. He goes, hey, Mike, Jeff, how are you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah sit down for a second here. I want you to meet somebody. So uh, th this black guy who, who literally looked like I, I was thinking, what, wow, what a great guy this McNell is. He's not only sponsoring our show, but he's taking care of this poor homeless bastard. Oh, Jesus. That he brought to the track. <laughs> he was homeless. Yeah, I mean, that's what it appeared that this guy literally looked like some guy that he dragged in. <laughs> who was sleeping outside the gate there and had asked McNall if he had a couple of bucks so he could bet the double. And McNall looked at him and said, I have a better idea. Why in. don't you come up to my box in the clubhouse there, the turf club or wherever he was. It was like the highest of levels of, uh, you know, places that you could be uh, situated in at Santa Anita, which was a uh, very, very, you know, place. there was a lot going on there at the time. It, it was very much a, a, a royal and regal place to be. Not, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't think it's anywhere near the same anymore because they, they keep running like four horse fields and things like that. But th this was a glory era of thoroughbred racing at Santa Anita. I mean, you would have thought uh, any minute now they were going to try out Seabiscuit for the fourth race. <laughs> it was great. All right. So so this guy, uh, you know, McNell says, uh, OK, uh, I'm going to write you guys a check. And, and 
the guy we think is like a homeless uh, poor sucker starts chiming in going, what are you writing him a check for? And McNeil says, I do some advertising on a radio show. What, what, what kind of stupid thing is that? I mean, the guy keeps chiming in. Like, like as the guy's got his pen out, all we want to do is get no, this dude, check up. and run straight across <laughs> the like, street dude, shut up. to the bank of Pasadena <laughs> and, and, and get our money. Like, why are you it, we're out. We're out clean. You're like, all right. Hating, yeah. So uh, this guy keeps this up. And, you know, you're at the point where you really you're almost ready to scream. Yep, yep, like, yep. like well, why don't anything. you shut the bleep up? Yeah, you can't say anything. Yep. And then McNell uh, looks at us and says, oh, <laughs> I want you guys to meet a friend of mine. This is Barry Gordy. Ah, oh, my God. <laughs> it was Barry Gordy. That's, Barry Gordy. That's, That's how I met Barry Gordy. Gordy. That's like prime Barry Gordy. I was too. ready to slug the guy. He was such an asshole. Oh, my God. At least in that particular incident. Now, uh, I guess he was just, you know, fooling around. But uh, yeah, you would have never known a in a million years that this was like the guy that discovered all of this it's talent, everything. including little... He found little Stevie Wonder when he was like four years old. What are you talking about? Barry when Gordy by <laughs> what the mid seventies, early seventies was it was Supremes. Everything. I he mean, uh, Diana Ross. I, who, who didn't record for Motown? He was everything in the, by the seventies. Oh my! Oh my God. God! That's so funny. <laughs> so here's a guy that's richer than McNell turned out to be because yeah, it yeah, turned yeah. out McNell didn't own the shirt on his back, oh, which really? was uh, great, right? He ended up on some criminal charges. I think he might have done some time. Oh, that was subsequent to uh, owning the L.A. Kings, which shows you that if you're going to buy a sports team with no money down, you're going to go Dave Deltano, buy an NHL franchise. Oh, yeah. Remember that one guy? The guy with, with the Islanders. Islanders right? <laughs> Who literally had no money. And they really had no money. Gave and he the owned keys. the team. He's in the owner's uh, box there. They're like Gary Bettman. Hey, good to see you. <laughs> wild, wild west. Anyway, oh my God. that was just to collect a small debt. Uh, th- this one Jesus. will be uh, far better, though, uh, once we get to the end of this series, because, uh, you know, I- I'm well, almost tonight. I- I'm a little twisted uh, here today, as you can tell, because of the fact that we- we're going to have to deal with this uh, later on tonight. I-, I-, I will say this, uh, and-, and we started talking about this uh, two years ago. There was nothing. Yeah, yeah. You were you were talking about George Floyd and whether black lives really matter or not and, and the movement and this and that and what's wrong with the country and all of this stuff. Oh, and uh, we were going on and on for hours about this. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do we know about that? Nothing. Because what's changed? Nothing. No, it's worse. <laughs> here's here's <laughs> Rick Scott yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I, I wanted to put a fist through the screen as Rick Scott. I just have that his own people have turned away from him. Thank God. Took long uh, he, he ripped off zillions of dollars in some, uh, yeah. you know, a health scam uh, that, uh, you know, yeah. he, he scammed the government out of all of this money or well, whatever. People, everyone. He scammed everyone. It was the highest Everybody. fine in American health care history at the time. I'm sure it's been beaten since because we're the worst country in the world when it comes to health care. But, yes, he was a, a mass. It was on record as a criminal. It was just civilly, civilly handled. So he got away with it and has had every office since. <laughs> <laughs> if I was uh, in my 30s or even late 30s like you are, Mike Luby Lubitz, uh, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have been as offended by this uh, whole concept that Rick Scott wants to eliminate Medicare and Social Security. Of course he does. I mean, what was the greatest thing that happened to me uh, at midnight last night? My Social Security electronic transfer showed up in the Mustang's uh, account there that she keeps track of. Because uh, I'm not much when it comes to uh, maybe I should pay more attention to my money and I wouldn't be yes, working yes, at 71. Yes, you should. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, and they, they just stroke you. It's not even like you have to be some old, uh, you know, geezer waiting for your Social Security check to show up in the mail. They just stroke it at the stroke of midnight. Here's the government working uh, with its ultimate efficiency. And uh, they send you a fairly decent amount of money, right? I mean, it's great on what you've heard. They cut yes. that off all of a sudden. What? 
The, the oh, guys like me beyond the streets. What, what are you talking about? We'll be Medicare. I'm going to the doctor today, uh, you know, and they, they uh, you know, they send a limo for you because you have Medicare. They love you. They're, you're the only guy that they're going to collect off. Every other doctor's uh, Michigan are like, well, you know what? We don't take that insurance. Old and the it's poor. It's like, well, what's wrong with my insurance? I purchased it when I was in Iraq. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, so what if it's an Iranian insurance company that uh, we're, we're uh, you know, uh, dealing with here? Uh, but they welcome you, and, and this is Rick Scott's idea, how, how to fix the country's economy. Republicans always want to go after the old and the poor. It's like, yeah. why? <laughs> why do you have to go to the older and the poor? Like, why? <laughs> you scamming, lying scumbag. Yeah, it's like such a, a weird place to go. Just even looking at the guy, does he not have the look of <laughs> evil, this guy? Well, if you want, okay, I grew up, see, He-Man was, your son had to at least known He-Man, so I loved He-Man. He looks like Skeletor, like the evil character in He-Man, the guy yeah. that had the cloak and was a skeleton, like, I've always been scared of fucking Rick Scott. And then on top of that, he was a criminal, but he's had every major office in Florida. <laughs> so It's incredible, yeah. Well, only in Florida, right? Of course. You know, you, you can try out your criminal record, and uh, <laughs> that, that actually serves as a <laughs> list of high-end credentials for the job. <laughs> See, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I did it. Okay. Great. All right. Uh, yeah, much uh, much on the plate today. Tony yeah, Segreto is yeah. going to join us later on. Uh, that's going to be old school with Tony Segreto. Yes, I did want to mention this. Um, Bob Lanier. Were you a Bob Lanier fan? Uh, Obviously not, to but I know of him. He was one of the great bigs ever. Great. I mean, because he had that uh, mid-range jumper. Yep. And he shot it. It wasn't like, uh, you know, Zion Williamson's. Uh, he has a little bit of Zion Williamson in him, although he was much taller, obviously. Okay. Okay. But he was a big guy, you know, bigger uh, in terms of uh, upper body than uh, most of the uh, other guys. He had a little bit of a pot belly, as I remember, uh, although it wasn't a pot belly. But uh, it was not like he was a small man in any. Uh, I don't want to say that. I don't know the measurements was, on uh, specific nice appendages, dude. but uh, <laughs> I would imagine that everything uh, was large because um, I, I did have. Uh, a, a minor contact with Bob Lanier uh, when he was uh, uh, actually at St. Bonaventure. And I don't remember all of the details. Uh, that's a little foggy, but I was at some basketball seminar with a friend of mine, uh, you know, and, and, and we, you know, went there as like high schoolers to this. Uh, they had like a free basketball clinic. Okay. And one of the guys uh, that was there at the park was Bob Lanier. Oh, wow. And he, he was a college player at the time, and I was sitting about two spots down from him on a bench at one point during a break in the activities, and I looked at his feet, and, and they literally, I mean, legendary size 16s, which would not be not that big now, that big of a deal for an NBA player now. But back then, I mean, he may as well have had two oars for feet. <laughs> that That's how, I mean, large they were. And uh, I do remember that, and he couldn't have been a nicer guy. And I want to say that... Uh, Somewhere along the way in the 40 years that we were broadcasting here in uh, South Florida, especially, I, I must have had at least one interview with Bob Lanier. I presume. Very, very nice guy. I mean, just a real gentleman and, uh, you know, sort of a revolutionary type player at the time because he was a big guy that could shoot the ball and, and shot it with form. And I, I also remember, and Bob Lanier, I, I think, I want to say, and I might be making this up, Luby, and uh, people go ahead, feel free to correct me if uh, you're there, because uh, we like the fact that, uh, you know, we now have people on the chat line yeah, it helps. That, that are filling in for the blanks yeah. that keep coming up in my mind here. I don't know why I can't ever remember Charlie Simmer, because, uh, you know, he, he was, 
he was, uh, you know, always associated. It was like Tinker to Evers to Chance, you know, where, you know, you, you rattled off a name like Marcel Dion. You immediately thought of Simmer and, and Dave Taylor. Taylor. But I, I always remember Taylor, never Simmer. I don't know why. I don't know what uh, that's all about. But, uh, yeah, Lanier uh, was uh, absolutely fantastic. And uh, I want to say that he played in the Vitalis one-on-one. <sighs> no, he was in it. I, and, and I want to say that at one episode or, or one, uh, you know, competition that they had. And this was the halftime Phil show on NBA games. And I would have to give the nod to uh, Ernie Johnson, Barkley, Shaq, and uh, Kenny Smith, probably more entertaining overall than the Vitalis one-on-one, but there was nothing close to it in between. Was it Jojo White? <clears throat> nothing compared. What's that? No, this might just be, was it versus Jojo White? Uh, yeah, I want to say that he played Ernie D. Gregorio Gregor- for some Ernie reason. Ernie D. Okay. I don't know about Ernie D, but uh, JoJo went. And it was weird because you had like a 6'11 guy that goes, uh, you know, at the time, if you were 260, that, that was humongous. And that guy would be playing a guard in the Vitalis one-on-one. Jeff Petrie, still to this day, I, I don't know. Were you with me when, when we mentioned this to Bob McAdoo? Yes. About no, Jeff no, Petrie no, no, beating no, him? No, 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 no. You've always talked about the story about years later after he was a Hall of Famer, a coach with the Heat, he had had this great career. He still was frustrated. <laughs> About losing in a one on one. Frosted about losing one-on-one. in the Vitalis one on one to Jeff Petrie. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah, because McAdoo, you know, is uh, one of the best he, big man not, ever. Not the most uh, overt <laughs> uh, of personalities, but, uh, you know, he's, he's pleasant enough. I, I would think anybody that's come across Bob McAdoo seemed like a, a very, uh, very, uh, you know, outstanding, uh, upscale type of guy where. You know, you you could measure his character and uh, say, "Hey, this should be an example for children, right?" What that I've kind heard. of guy. Yeah, you know, it seemed like a really forever. decent guy. He's on the heat staff forever. And so, you know me with my stupid, uh, you know, uh, you know, way of trying to sort of, uh, you know, get uh, the person to come out of their uh, cliche-driven yes. shell in, in a sports interview. And so, uh, you know, I figure I'll start it out by talking about the it's time he played Jeff Petrie in the Vitalis One Hundred and One, <laughs> and the guy looks at me. Like it was Barry Gordy looking at me in the Mighty Melendez uh, from that uh, box with Bruce McDell saying, well, what, what are you paying these guys for? They don't look like they have any talent. You must have been freaking out because you know you can't say anything, but you're like this fucking guy. No, I, I, at that time, yeah, I can't say anything because I'm thinking that McDell is helping out a homeless guy. Yeah, exactly. Well, even if he's a, a, a partner, you're just like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Like it's here, uh, you know, it's I mean, uh, you know, I, 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 I was going to treat this guy at that point like, like uh, McNell was sitting with Lafitte pink eye. Exactly. You can't do anything. With the like- shoe. Like, like, like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vader, I was that stressing out hearing your story. Life. I was like having flashbacks. <laughs> I, I can still see it. I mean, you know what? You, you know me with my uh, visualization. I, I can no. still see myself standing there because, uh, you know, you know how that goes. You're just hoping that the guy, A, pays you in cash. B, doesn't say, well, you know what? Here's the money that I owe you, and uh, that's going to be it. Yep, yep. And uh, C, that, that if he does give you a check, that you can run to some, you know, yep. convenience store and cash it <laughs> so you can get back to the track that day with the five dimes, and now you can knock yourself out betting the nine race card at Santa Anita. <laughs> Where you used to have to bet $5 minimum exactus. Can you imagine, Louie? Now you can bet like, uh, well, dollars, I guess, is the lowest. I haven't seen it go to 50 cents yet. But uh, $5 minimum exactus. So it was prohibitive. Like, if you used our system of back wheeling a favorite, 
in a 10 horse field that was costing you 45 bucks. I mean, that's the equivalent of laying out like 300 today. Mm. So, you know, it, it was necessary to cash that check and uh, get back to the track. Uh, all right. Uh, the heat got what they wanted last night and needed desperately. I don't know. Uh, here, here's the only issue. And uh, maybe we should make this a prop bet. Okay. Do they close it out in Philadelphia, which all evidence would indicate that they that would be should. the case. Do they, they close it out in Philadelphia or does somehow well. Embiid rally himself and the 76ers to yet another win and torment the Heat fans into thinking maybe this isn't so real after all? What do you think? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you saw a lazy Sixers and again, I'm super biased. So I was looking for the Heat to play a certain way. So when I, I don't saw believe it, they were in their rooms in the morning. Of the game. <laughs> they probably weren't. I don't I, believe they were in their rooms. No, after you said it and thinking about that game, the Heat totally dominated him. So that was South Beach uh, written all the over. The South Beach fever, I'm sure, had a lot to do with it, but I watched it from the Heat purview and they did what I wanted. They didn't make some threes, so that loosened them up, but they didn't live by the three. They were going at right at MB. They were going right at the basket. Oladipo, Butler, Struess, Hero w- were very aggressive, and that's what I wanted to see from them. And no, none of that matters, Libby. I know. Here's the truth I, of the I matter. Know. That's what I, A conspiracy <laughs> theorist will appreciate this. That uh, Adam Silver, who, who was in town for this F1 stuff and parting his ass off the entire time at that Carbone thing, three grand uh, just to take a dump. And, uh, you know, that didn't even include a shrimp cocktail three times. It, it was LeBron James. OK, now, uh, LeBron James, I don't know if he's still bitter about what happened here. You know, every now and then there's speculation that he could even return to the Miami Heat, which uh, oh, I would yeah. find uh, a veritable impossibility. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because like if Pat Riley's anything like the Pat Riley that he was in winning time, oh, there's no way that he would allow LeBron James <laughs> to come back here after he stiffed him at the Circus Circus for a meeting where Pat Riley was going to offer him the world. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's got to be a little bit of bitterness there. Okay. So that gets to the bottom of the theory here, which is what happened in this game last night. And I now believe this to be true as, as I'm formulating the theories. Okay. And that is that uh, LeBron was here to party with the Philadelphia 76ers. He invited Embiid and the boys out on orders from Adam Silver, who uh, thought that the line of three and a half uh, with the Miami Heat being favored was bogus, but he didn't want to take any chances because he was wagering his entire year's salary on the Heat <laughs> to win at home. And one way that. to ensure that no way uh, Philadelphia well, was going to cover three and a hook what well, was to have them out all night partying with LeBron James, who, uh, you know, said, hey, Joel, you got screwed, man, on that MVP, MVP thing. I mean, can you believe it? Jokic? Yeah, come on. That's the slow. Denver puking nuggets? <laughs> what have they done since Dan Issel was playing? My it. God. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I think it was a conspiracy Silver. that uh, LeBron James <laughs> was involved. He had the 76ers out all night the night before. And uh, Doc Rivers, of course, looked the other way like he was Aaron Boone watching some guy jog the first base. (laughs) As a shortstop is like juggling the ball uh, as if he was on the Ed Sullivan show and I was about to, uh, you know, do some spinning plates. And the guy's jogging the first base and gets thrown out by three feet. Unbelievable. And Aaron Boone says, you know, that's just uh, whomever thing. being whomever, which is my uh, <laughs> least favorite phrase. You know, that's just, uh, that's you know, Gary Sanchez being, being Gary Sanchez. <laughs> what, because he struck out for the 17th exactly. straight time, Aaron? I mean, <laughs> this is the best team in baseball uh, so far this year. Or, uh, you know, right, right up there. I think the Dodgers might have the same record. We'll talk about baseball. Uh, Oof. Oh, baseball. Did we mention it? Thank God we didn't do over-under this year. <laughs> 
Wow, has that gone south in a <laughs> what hurry? What the fuck happened? They had won like seven in a row. Miami Marlins. Yeah. <laughs> now they've lost like 10 of 11. They can't, and they're playing bad teams. Like, the Diamondbacks aren't good, and they've lost like six out of seven of the Diamondbacks. I don't know. Something yeah. ridiculous. I don't know. I think I think they've lost ten of eleven. Yes. Is that the I, latest I uh, so. tally? Of the death toll? Yeah, I ten of eleven. So. They've lost a lot. Uh, of up until last night, uh, nine of those ten were by one run. Which, mm. I mean, how exasperating is that? Poor Don Manningly, a really great guy. I mean, I uh, really we like mentioned Bob Lanier, a great guy. Don Manningly, uh, just a world class guy. How could you not like Donnie baseball? It's impossible. We enjoyed our time with him. He's great. Yeah. He's a pretty even honest. in hard times. A man carries himself with such dignity and class. And, uh, you know, and it and, and, and couldn't be any nicer of a guy. And, and he'll actually talk to you like a human being, which, you know, there's no uppity kind of air to him or anything like that. This is Donnie Baseball we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, but to put this man through this agony, I mean, come on. You can't do this to this guy any further, can you? I mean, at what point do they just uh, they shoot horses, don't they? Do they put Manningly out of his misery? I don't know. But we've been waiting for it for years. <laughs> he still sticks it out and he's still like, okay. Doesn't he deserve a chance to manage like a good team? He did. He had the Dodgers. Yeah. Didn't work well, I guess that great. was that. Yeah. <laughs> he actually, and I believe him because it usually seems completely untrue when a guy takes a job. Okay. Obviously, the Dodgers was an extremely high profile job with the expectation of being there that they were going to win the championship every year, which they didn't. With uh, Don Mattingly, although uh, always contentious yes. and, uh, you know, in, in the mix there. And uh, one thing would happen or another. And I don't know. Was it Mattingly's fault? I, I'm not sure. Well, that, Kershaw uh, anybody... would always fuck around. I mean, that's been his thing. And when your whole rotation is built around the one guy and then he's screwing around. Yeah. I mean, that would always get in their way. Yeah. And so they, they had their, uh, you know, problems. And uh, eventually Mattingly, I think it was kind of reluctantly let go. And then, uh, you know, he comes to the Marlins who were, were trying at least. At that one point, and uh, they, they immediately decimate the entire yep, team. Yep, yep, yep. And and he says, and, and you know, this sounds like such BS, doesn't it? When, when uh, a coach or a manager that takes over a terrible team that's just been stripped down to its, you know, raw essence. I mean, uh, almost uh, you know, tanking mode. Yes, yes, hundred percent. And 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 the guy says, well, you know what I enjoy about this game? I really enjoy uh, you know teaching and uh, working with these young kids. You're like, wouldn't you rather be working with like superstars? <laughs> I mean, if they drop Barry Bonds in his latter years onto your roster, would you say, "Nah, I really don't want the old guy. I want that young pup. <laughs> I'd much rather lose every night in frustration with these young kids because they're learning. There you go. It does seem like a pile of crap, doesn't it? I, I mean, mean, when somebody stayed. says that, like, he's, he, look, he's been here this whole time, so it's. Sort I of, think he meant it. I, he I really goes do. To show that he meant it. Yes, I believe him. I don't know why. Because it seems painful, <laughs> but he, he seems to be okay. I mean, losing every night can, cannot be a lot of fun. When he was a competitor, like that was the thing. He was the, even though his Yankees didn't win a lot, for most people that know Don Mattingly, as much as he actually has become this nice guy that we enjoy talking to, but anyone yeah. who knows him says he's the ultimate competitor. So there's no way he enjoys losing. So that's why it's interesting that he's like, look, at least, you know, these kids are growing, da 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 da. Well, not lately. Serious ugliness, uh, my friend. Serious. I, I mean, and I, I can't even follow it anymore. It's like uh, becoming, uh, you know, so depressing to uh, look at these results, which uh, we used to follow with great interest because we had money. <laughs> we had money on it. Which uh, overall, I guess we won money, right? Yeah, that one year. We, went uh, hard we did enough. cash that one year. Yeah, yeah, we went hard that one year. 
And uh, we had a, a substantial uh, wager on that. And, uh, you know, that, that worked out very well. That, you know, no, overall, yeah, we ended up losing. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, wasn't our it wasn't our money. Thank you, uh, to deal Volkswagen for that. Exactly. All right, uh, Hylia Park. Well, wow, great time. I mean, uh, do you still have a little bit of the glow yep. from that Saturday night at Hylia Park? How wonderful yep. was that, Matt? That Thank amazing. you very much, uh, Frankie Fiore, for uh, and it's, it always takes care of us, huh? Doesn't he? I mean, always. you know, Frankie. That was great, man. He's a busy wow. dude. He always comes over, says, "Hey, make sure we're okay." Like, Ringside, too, is, is, is some vantage point to watch a boxing match. If you ever get a chance in your lifetime, put it on your bucket list to get a couple of ringside seats to a really good fight oh, somewhere. So cool. Or else uh, taking a card in Tijuana, even from the rafters. <laughs> and make sure, you know, that uh, the Spanish that you speak, you know what it is that you're saying. I, I thought I was going to get slugged there in there because I, I was trying to do that Spanish derisive whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't really do it I mean you have to be able to do one of those whistles Where you spread your mouth out like into cartoon formation I can't do that I mean, Is that a Jewish thing Luby? I don't know I can't whistle at all You got me but I can't whistle I, yeah. even a little That, that uh, you know was a derisive whistle That was always uh, you know in, in vogue At the Olympic Auditorium uh, When I used to go to the Thursday night fights there every week And uh, you know, I got uh, really into uh, the game there in Los Angeles. But, uh, you know, they the Mexican fans, uh, you know, whatever side they were rooting for, they would let their guy know that this is this is a bunch of, you know, garbage what you guys are doing. Oh, yeah. The Mexicans are. Yeah. Clear. Yeah. They don't want to see people dancing around, man. They want this guy coming yep. forward. Right. Yep. Yep. With a mariachi band leading him right into uh, a right hand to the jaw, but uh, willing to take two punches to land one. That's the kind of fights they were looking for. And then uh, you would hear this uh, whistle when the action was dull come up from the crowd. <laughs> and that that sort of sounds like, you know, bleep your mother. Yeah, right? it, it sounds it? like, hey, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> it has a ring to it, doesn't it? No, for sure. It sounds like, come on, let's go. Yeah, it's ugly, you know. It's like, hey, quit clowning around. That's what it feels like. <laughs> I tried to get a couple of those off there. Uh, fortunately, I was drowned out by the crowd. Uh, but, uh, no, it was absolutely great. Uh, Hylia Park, just fantastic. Great job. Uh, did they uh, do the right thing every time they stage an event? You, you've been to dinners there. You've been to uh, that Larry Little function a couple of times. And, uh, you know, uh, boxing now on uh, several occasions. So when they do it, they do it right at Hylia Park. And, and that's uh, very much to be respected. I mean, they do a great job. They really care about uh, the customer and how you're going to feel about things. And we felt really great because, uh, of course, Mustang uh, sort of shined on those first couple of prelims and uh, was in the casino and actually came back with the money like right here, Luby, right I know, here. I know, I know. You were a very happy, man. You like ran out. Uh, like, look at him going like that. That's a fairly <laughs> thick stack of sticks. <laughs> that makes the experience all the better. Thank you, uh, Steve Calibro, for having those machines calibrated at a winning pace, where the average guy can walk in there and uh, has a chance, right? Where it's not just uh, you know the clubbing of seals as you walk into the casino there. Yeah, we'll get these guys, right? They got baseball bats. Forget about that. Exactly. Highly is a great vibe, great place. Uh, you had that Latin flair, too, going. Uh, how, how cool was it in the champions' simulcasting room? We're literally sitting at the bar with a bank of screens and uh, reasonably priced cocktails that are just flowing and flowing and flowing. Uh, couldn't have been a better time. It's always a great place. I mean, if you want a casino experience that uh, rivals any that you'll have anywhere in the world, right, Louie? Have you been to casinos in Monte Carlo in your world travels? You've been to casinos in all over, and none, nothing's like Hialeah. They just leave you alone. I love it. And if you need help, they help you. I mean, it's, it's got everything, and the vibe's really cool. So it's a lot of fun. It's a really good time there. 
Would you care to play some Baccarat, Mr. Lubitz? There you go. Yeah, no, that kind of, I mean, uh, sophisticated. That's what it's all about. And yet, uh, just a great time. And you can go out there and, uh, you know, really let yourself go and, and have a good time. Uh, anytime you're at Hylia Park with great food and drink as well. So uh, check them out. Looking forward to the next big event. I would think they're doing that again. Uh, I hope so. Did they make any announcements about that? Not when we check there. With Frankie. Yeah, talk to Frankie. I had a great time. I, I'll go whenever. That was a, that was a really good time, and the fights ended up being really good. Like, yeah, they, they started with that guy the in mains, the third fight. Yeah, even before the main events, like it was fight after fight that actually had. Well, usually when you get a car that has ten to fifteen fights, most of them are, bleh. but I would say five or six fights in a row were really good. Like we really enjoyed it. I got to get that kid's name. I'm going to have to look it up because uh, um, I, I think, uh, what, was it Machine Gun Navarro was in the fight before and then the kid came out in the snakeskin shorts? Yeah. And um, that kid was good. And yeah. he, he went to 6-0 and oh, and uh, he knocked a guy out who was, uh, you know, sort of credible. You, you can tell when the journeyman actually is in there, not with a shot necessarily to win, but certainly to make it a little bit more competitive, like they're trying to step the guy up in company a little bit. Uh, you know, the upstart kid. Uh, and uh, wow, this kid looked great, man. He reminded me a little bit of uh, one of my favorites. You know, I mentioned that the great Leo Santa Cruz, who uh, would have that double left hook to the body. When you see a guy snap that off, uh, it usually is a sign that he's a really good fighter. When, when they get that double left hook real quick to the body, both punches uh, with some power. And he eventually he knocked that guy out with the body shot, which, uh, you know, that guy was whacking. Uh, to the body, and, and you don't see that a lot in young kids, right? Because uh, the first couple of guys, uh, you know, they, they would have been worthy of the uh, the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't do anything. Does that come across well uh, on the audio and video stream? Probably I not, know right? what you're doing, and I, in a fight, it's definitely known when someone does that. Oh, when, when you have like 8,000 guys doing it doing in it. a small arena that hovers over the ring? It's pretty clear. Believe me, the fighters get the message there, and they understand exactly what's being said, as in... Come on. Do something, uh, you go. know, unsavory to your mother. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> or else pick it up. All right. The Heat picked up the pace last night. Tony Segreno is going to uh, be with us uh, shortly here. That's brought to you by Catholic Health Services, Texas Roadhouse Restaurants, two fine organizations. Uh, I, I don't know. You think Tony uh, had any experiences with the great Bob Lanier? Probably. Bob Lanier. He, he interviews a lot of people for a lot of different He's uh, variety a lot of, of reasons. Yeah. Especially when he did the national sports show, I'm sure. Everybody loved this guy, and I believe for good reason, Bob Lanier. So uh, checked out at 73, yeah, too. Sad. Is that a little too soon? Maybe that's, uh, that's only young. like two years away from me. That's young. 73 is young. I mean, it seems Well, if Rick health. Scott has anything to do with it, we won't have any medical care anymore for guys that are my age, that's for I sure. Love I love that. Whoever thought that you would be bitching about, uh, you know, Social Security and uh, Medicare, which I, I think are two of the one. Uh, I, I would have never realized how wonderful these uh, two premises were. As a you know, a guy growing up, I don't know. Uh, do you resent the senior citizens getting uh, no. this allotment of cash? It's, your, no? it's not an allotment. You earned it. Well, actually, you I'm paid in for the social security. Yeah, it's right? your whole life. You, you you don't get anywhere near what you put in. Believe me, it's not a handout. Is That's that right? I don't get. Yes. Is, it a, is it a loss uh, uh, overall? Yes, like you, believe me, you put more in than you get out. The government never just gives the money away. That's what I think. That's so they're giving me my crap. money back. And yes. I'm, I'm, I'm well, that's it. what's annoying is to yeah. get rid of it, you'll be fine. They won't affect you. It would affect me who paid into it for. I, I started working at thirteen. <laughs> like, oh, you mean the people that are already getting yeah. it are going to continue to get they it? They never like hey, evil think, plan. The government doesn't work that way. Things are always. I mean, outside of the last few years. No, you're 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 dead mean when it comes. Yeah, to that's what stuff. I'm saying. You better make a lot of money. It's, we we better 
We better hit it big quickly here. Yeah, that, it's not like it's always the next like the people that have been paying into it for forty years yeah. that will never get it. That's why I think it's funny that they always go after that. I, I think it's so weird. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I mean, that's what America's all yeah. about. <laughs> Screw Rip off the poor, responsible slob that's oh, actually been God. paying his taxes all of these years. Uh, you know, right before the time Obviously. where he's finally about to benefit exactly. and see. And maybe while you're at it, like I recommend, uh, you know, that you go see Tom Selleck and get a reverse mortgage <laughs> exactly. on his house. Exactly. Yeah, that'll make up for the difference. Oh, there you go. It's not just a trick to take your home. <laughs> I love when they say it in the well, And that's the qualifier. I mean, you have to no. figure uh, pretty much uh, this is like uh, one of the most fraudulent <laughs> things that you could ever get involved in. And then you're pretty much uh, going to look like Barry Gordy did in that box in Santa Anita, like a homeless guy. Oh, my God. Do you believe that was Barry Gordy? I, I mean, uh, my mind was blown. I love that. Yeah. Because I, no I was just about to tell the guy, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I really was. <laughs> I was thinking, you know what? Screw the 5000 I just don't want to hear any more this from this guy. guy. Yeah. Now. All right. Speaking of uh, money in a bank, it's Tony Segreto uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Yes, uh, check us out to uh, Hylia Park. We always thank them for their support. And, of course, Jimmy Johnson's big chill down in the Keys. Great place to go as well. Tony's coming up. Brought to you by Texas Roadhouse Restaurants and Catholic Health Services on the Defoe Show. He's a very happy Mike Luby Lubitz. You look far more relieved oh, uh, than yeah. you did two well, days ago. Night. That's not what's great. When you were peeing in your pants. <laughs> Monday night at about, what time did that game in? Nine something? Oh, at about God. nine. I mean, still, <laughs> Mayo's face on that puck as it was going towards the net. And, oh, uh, you know, God. even though it was moving very quickly, it was in slow motion for me. Oh, my God. And it missed by like a eyes. nose hair. Otherwise, that's it, right? Yep. Throwing a towel in a series. Flowers are in a punch. Yep. Dead meat, my friends. We would have been dead meat. Yep. See, now, what what a bitter disappointment that would be tonight if, uh, you know, this thing went the other way and all of a sudden the Caps are going home with a chance to clinch. Yeesh. All right, uh, we're coming back with more. We'll see what Tony Scretto thinks about all of this. Yes, sir. And uh, many other things uh, in a moment here on the Defoe Show. Back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 7.58. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible you're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Catholic Health Services is committed to care that changes as your needs do. Our full continuum of services is designed to be there throughout your care journey. If you need assistance with daily living, post-acute care following a serious health event, or additional medical care at home, we also offer skilled nursing and palliative and hospice care. Your care needs may change, but our commitment never does. Catholic Health Services, South Florida's number one choice for post-acute and end-of-life care. Visit catholichealthservices.org. What we're going to do right here is go back, way back, back into time. 
We are now kicking it old school with the one and only Tony Segreto. Brought to you by Catholic Health Services and Texas Roadhouse. Welcome back to the show. Morning once again, everybody. The Depot Show here on Ion Channel. Many other platforms as well. Jeff DeForest, uh, Mike Luby Lubitz. And always a pleasure. Always a lot of fun. Welcome to the program. Our uh, good friend who uh, says sometimes he does feel like he's hanging from a chain in the gym there and uh, just <laughs> like serving like as ready. if he was the heavy bag. Oh, stop it. We adore you. I uh, <laughs> comes out with the hand. I'm doing the I'm doing the I'm doing the rope dope. He's like ready. Uh, you got a couple of dopes here uh, that you could easily yeah, rope in. Uh, do you remember a, a young man who went on to great great uh, acclaim as a broadcaster and uh, significant uh, career accomplishments? Chris Myers. Very well. uh, Chris when Myers. Chris Myers was at WIOD, he was like a young kid. He was well, 16, uh, and he was will, already brilliant. Uh, I will, t- I will tell you, I uh, I recruited Chris to do our weekends. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and he was great so on he, TV. Obviously, he he did our weekends, and uh, he was probably with us about six months to a year, or whatever. And uh, he was offered a job in in New in New Orleans. And he came to me, came to my house. We went in our backyard. We had a cup of coffee. We chatted for a long period of time. And, you know, he felt it was a great opportunity for him. And, and as did I, but selfishly, I, I really wanted him to stay because he was, he was just so good for us on the weekend. Um, but he, he ultimately went. And as a result, we see what happened. He yeah. went to New Orleans and now he's uh, with Fox and uh, I speak very highly of him. He's a, he's just a great guy. Good guy. And, yeah, no, he and, really and always really, was. Really, really good. So, and even after yeah. he made it big, he, he was always uh, very humble about the whole thing. But uh, the reason I bring up his name, uh, A, I, I figured you probably knew the guy. And uh, B, uh, he used to say a, a phrase that stuck with me. Because there were a couple of things, you know, so sometimes you see a guy and he does something a certain way. And you're thinking, wow, <laughs> I, I would like to do that that way. But, but he always had the phrase. We kid because we care. And, and, and I thought about 100%. that uh, as I was uh, yeah. you know, trying to comprise some kind of intro for the Tony Segreto segment. Uh, we kid Tony because we care. And that's yeah. a tribute to a guy that you mentored <laughs> as a young man, the great Chris Myers, now doing NFL games. Uh, he's got NASCAR. He's got everything. Uh, I'm surprised he doesn't have a quiz show uh, also. Which, uh, oh, by the way, Luby, I meant to mention it, speaking of TV personalities, uh, your man, Mauro Ronaldo. Yeah, who's the guy that j- just screams uh, the entire boxing. time during the Showtime boxing uh, matches. And, and we had him on. He's a very intelligent He's guy. Fine, he, yeah. Actually, you know, he uh, seemed like a really good guy. But uh, And I've seen some other things on him. Uh, he has, like, mental health issues. And yep, yep. he was very uh, honest and, and straightforward about this and dealing with that. But he now has, like, a survivor, like a celebrity survivor show that he's the host of. Oh, Jesus. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. There's a guy, Tony. I mean, uh, just literally one of those screamers that, that's like screaming cliches the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your favorite I, type of announcer. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, my, just my, screaming my, cliches my throughout the broadcast. Well, he yells. And, uh, you're like, he yells okay, the whole time. I, I forget the guy who is who does NFL games, does college football games a lot, too. And I literally turned the sound down. Oh, Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. Harlan. Well, not Kevin. Not Kevin. I forget who the heck it is. Well, Gus Johnson and then the, it. Gus Johnson. There you go. Gus Johnson. Devo's favorite of all time. Oh, when he was doing boxing, he destroyed the sport for years. It wasn't the Klitschko's. It's second and ten. It's a two-yard run up the middle, and he's freaking out. (laughs) Freaking out, yeah, yeah. One of the things, and Jeff, you can can weigh in on this. One of the things, when I first started doing play-by-play, 
I was mentored by some of the really great play. You know, I work with Mel Allen. I work oh, with, you know, it's just, it's just great, great, legendary people. Still my favorite all time. Um, great Mel Allen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and one of my, um, and one of the things they told me, especially when you do radio, it's one thing, you know, you need to kind of paint the picture and you talk more, but when you do TV, you know, the less you talk, the better. Yep. Right. Uh, and that you talk about sticking with you, man, that just stuck with me. You know, let the, let the, your analyst do his thing. And you, you set it up. You do the, you be Pat, you be Pat Summerall. You be that just here it is down distance. If you're doing football, you know, the, the, the count, the inning, the score, whatever it is, there are some out there that I swear to you, I, I can't, it's, it's, I want to take a sharp stick and put it in my eye. Because they just will not shut up. Oh, yeah. No, that's true of Carlin Ramos now, especially uh, in all sports. Uh, You know, you would think at some point in time uh, there would be, and, you know, consultants were always the worst at uh, exasperating, uh, you know, uh, or exacerbating the problem. Uh, Because their advice, A, you would, uh, you know, have a tendency to immediately uh, not even hear. And then, B, they would always encourage you to do the wrong things. Yep. So, you know, you, you would find yourself maybe having this in your head to do it that way. Uh, I, I was very lucky. Uh, whatever play-by-play I did, and uh, I did a lot of boxing on TV. Uh, and, and you're always working with different crews and different directors and, and uh, you know, different concepts. But uh, everybody I, I found was just, uh, you know, super cooperative. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of great crews out there uh, doing TV that, that nobody ever mentions or where, you know, e- even though the event is kind of being ruined by the announcer, these guys are doing a great job. Yeah, no, the crews I've worked with have been, and continue to work with are just are remarkable. But you talk about consultants. I'll, t- I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, remember, remember, it never how, worked out well with consultants for some well, reason. With just, me. I don't know why. I never. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, just, it's, just it, it's like, it, it's, it's like. Nails on a blackboard for me. Uh, the the it must be super intense in TV because oh, yeah, it's crazy. So here's the, here's the story. You remember yeah. how the newspapers used to come out with the you know the best newscaster, yeah. the best sportscaster, yeah, all yeah. those things. We, right? we never want any of that. It was always it was always done on a on a on a on a watch you know on a viewer poll or whatever. Yeah. So. Anyway, they did some, I didn't even know they were doing it. Had no clue at all they were doing this. I wasn't consulted or whatever. Uh, They did best dressed uh, anchors, sports, weather, whatever. And, and I got, and I got one of those, the the best dressed. Look at you. About about a week, about a week later. Okay. Mm -hmm. We had a consultant come in. God. And it was my turn to go in, and I'm and I'm already like, "Are you kidding me?" Right? Was he now? wearing a bow tie? So <laughs> no. So they, they go to me. We want to talk to you about your wardrobe. Ah! Oh, get out of here! Best you trip. were the best dressed guy on the tour. I go. Best I go. I go. Pardon me. Pardon me. That's they go. Great. We'd like to talk <laughs> to you about your wardrobe. I said, <laughs> "Be my guest." So they go. Well, you know, you we think you should do the. You know, I go. The, so I said, can you hold on just a moment? They said, yeah. I said, I need to go get something in my office. Good for you. Get and I bring the newspaper and I put it down on the desk. And I go, I think I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Good for you. <laughs> oh, you had a little Pat Riley in you. Good for you. I love that. Like, <laughs> no, but it was like one of those. Would you like to see this? And then I and then I and then I walked out. But it was just, you know, they'll do anything like. 
don't don't look they to have to left. say something negative they because do. they don't feel like they're doing their yeah. job you know they're they can't just money. say hey you know what mm-hmm. Depot, you're not perfect i mean uh, whatever you're doing uh, yeah. it goes against most conventions <laughs> in terms of how people uh, you know expect us to be performed but uh it's working but it's working <laughs> uh, you know so uh, why don't you just stay with it yeah you know uh, i was i was never telling, say that i was telling my kids about you know critics we uh last weekend i was in new york with with my son and my daughter and uh and it, I was my my parents got a rest of their soul when they would they were obviously I was born in New Jersey and and they would go when they would go to New York to go to a show they would always go to Sardi's for a drink and I don't know if you guys know who saw what Sardi's is the legendary. you, you were mentioned you brought it up last yeah, week yeah, yeah. but you didn't so, right yeah. right so so anyway, like Joe DiMaggio or something yeah yeah it's like it's like where all the the Broadway stars would go oh wow after right and and after they would open a show. And they would wait for the bulldog to come out, the bulldog oh, yeah. newspaper, which is the early edition. And they would be sitting at Sardi's drinking to get the bulldog edition, oh, wow. which was right across the street from from where the paper was published. And they would see how they did. And and, and I remember my father telling me, he says, you know, critics are, you know, they have opinions because they're paid to have opinions. And this is what they what they say and believe isn't necessarily what the what the people say and believe. And that's that's, that's true. so true. It really is true, especially with what we do. People people are going to, you know, Bernie Rosen, God bless his soul, would say, you know, I'll line 10 people up. Five people are going to love you. And then five people are going to despise you. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? uh, you were well liked by all Tony Segreto. You, yeah, you no, were too likable of a guy. Uh, yeah. And I'm surprised this consultant would take issue with anything that uh, you were. Yeah, they would do. They take. They had to, they had to find a way. Play the hits. They, they always used to say that uh, to sports hits. talk guys. Play the hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So what are the fucking hits? What, what, what are you talking about? So what, 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 what are we? I mean, you want me to roll in a Madonna record? How about talking to people? That works. Yeah. How? Hey, but how? How is CM doing today after the the Panthers win. CM is what I call him, cranky man. Cranky Mike. Oh, uh, he's beyond cranky. <laughs> he's uh, weird. He's got he's vacillated he's so, so much in this to, uh, series. Remember that time you were babbling when you lost that bet on Liberty? Yeah, and, oh, and a guy it. like you who's never out of sorts, man, consistent as they come. Uh, you you were uh, Bill Sharman. At the foul line. I mean, you're just going to make 99% of them. And you were, uh, you know, discombobulated. And, and, and that's how that's how Mayo has become. Uh, he really is. He's not himself. If if this is him, it's it's brought out like one of the worst aspects of his persona where he can't make up his mind from one second to the next what he wants to, you know, think about this whole thing. But that game, I, I'm, oh. I'm saying this now, um, you know, because – Enhanced by the fact, uh, I mean, uh, and now everybody's betting their brains out on everything, but enhanced by the fact that not only I, I would rather lose I, I triple the amount of money it's going to cost me for this meal <laughs> than, than lose to Mayo in this bet. At this I point. agree. I totally agree. I, yeah. I completely agree with you. By the way, I, and I hate to switch real quick, but you talk about betting. Uh, how do I, I, I did not do well on the Derby. No, I don't Derby. How could anyone do well on the Derby? Don't talk to me about the Derby. <laughs> no, no, don't even bring it up. Diva's strategy he's done his whole life. He doesn't do. Everybody thinks that I, I cashed a $4,000 ticket on this thing. And I did not. And, and it crossed my mind. See, and this is the thing. And this is what's happening with Mayo. Like a lot of stuff starts going through your mind. And I, I had on the way down to Hialeah Park, I was thinking, you know what? I had made uh, put in some bets earlier for a friend of mine and I. We go partners on a uh, hundred dollars each every year, and it gives us a lot of coverage. And had we hit, we we would have been good for like you know fifty grand. <laughs> you know, we had our money in a place where 
if we were right about our uh, various theories, uh, we, we were going to be uh, well rewarded for it, as everybody was uh, that had this one. And then I thought about my play. My standard play is backwheel the favorite. I've been doing this my whole life. It's one of the first things I check for, see if the favorite is beatable. And if he is beatable, is there a good chance that he finishes second or third? All right? I, do the same, I do the same thing. I do the yeah. same. Absolutely the same. You should have. All right. So <laughs> now if you're using everybody, you're, you're praying for the situation that occurred, yep. which is the biggest pig in the race. Yep. Comes flying out of nowhere, and then everybody's looking at the board going, uh, who was that? Was that the two? <laughs> no, it was the 21. The He's 81. 81. <laughs> the 21. Who runs second, Tony, but oh the favorite, God. Epicenter, who I had nothing with, and it would have cost me it would have cost me 19 bucks to make 2,000 on that. Yeah, whatever. Have, now, uh, Luby sat with me for the first, uh, you know, three fights, uh, which were well after the, the uh, derby time. was concluded, and I was still... <laughs> I was still fetching about uh, the <laughs> idea that well, I scratched that notion and sat chilly at the bar there and, and everyone, let all every, my money go up and smoke. Every time you'd want to move on, someone would text you, you did it, you did it. Yeah. And he's like, no, I didn't. They sent me pictures of the horse. <laughs> Somebody sent me a dozen roses. <laughs> and I got nothing. Zilch. Oh, my God. Hey, I, you know what? Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. I should kill myself. I really should after that. Yeah, that's that's kill yourself. Yeah. If, 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 if you do, can I have your VCR? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Hey, uh, the, I, I uh, want to hear no mention of this year's derby. I, I that, say, that was a serious uh, wagering. I, I have to tell you, I, I want to send. I want to send this to Luby. Okay. Uh, I was I was on YouTube the other day doing. I forget what I was doing. I was looking up something. I mean, you know, how to how to set this up or how to set that up. And I came across they just released a uh, a redone version. Not redone in terms of. They enhanced the yeah. video of Secretariat's three races, oh, the Derby, the Preakness, yeah. and the Belmont. And I downloaded it. It's seven and a half minutes. I, I'm just telling you I get chills. Watching those three races and watching that horse. Uh, and, Luby, I'm going to send this to you. To, well, to I can find it. Jeff, I'll look on YouTube. Because Big it, is, it, it yeah. is. It is. I, and the call. You know, to that Belmont call, it sticks in my head. You know, he's like a machine. He's running like a yeah. machine, you know, and it's like he could lap. He could lap the other the other horses. I mean, that that's how oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I mean, what uh, was. was an indicator of how things were going to go for me from a wagering standpoint? Because uh, so, a friend, so a friend of mine and I, uh, Cliff Keller, we, we started going to the Belmont every year. It was the first time I yeah. went. We, we, we'd started out going to the harness races when we were in high school. And then uh, he, he went to a different college than I did, but we got together in the summer. And one of our things was we went to the Belmont every year uh, from uh, like 1969 through 73. And so uh, that day we're, we're down on the rail there. And my friend, I remember him leaping up in the air and saying, somebody's out there by a mile. <laughs> and, and it was secretariat. And of course, uh, I had backwheeled secretariat, unlike you know, it was Secretary being a favorite. I put him second with everybody in Exactus, and uh, and of course I didn't do it in 2022, uh, like like 50 years later, which uh, I would have made a giant score. But uh, I do remember this horse being out there by like 30 lengths. And, it was, uh, yeah, it, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I, I urge people who who never saw this horse run and who didn't see the who, who was it? Penny Tweedy was that the name of yeah, the woman? Penny Tweedy. Penny, Penny Tweedy. Tweedy. She was very popular. Yeah, for yeah, an old Ron, school and, sort. Yeah. Yeah, and Ron Turcott was Ron the, Turcott. was the great job. Ron Turcott. Yeah. You know, just 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 
just remarkable, re- remarkable, remarkable. So, well, made did, the cover of Time Magazine is like oh, the yeah, uh, athlete yeah. of the year or whatever, right? So, so uh, am I clear, Luby? He, uh, Jeff, did not cash, or he not did get, get that zero point zero. No, <laughs> zero. And the world yeah. thinks I had it. Everyone's and like people I owe money to, uh, including yourself, Tony. <laughs> uh, which uh, that check is in the mail, but uh, sent. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's been calling me saying, I know you had it. <laughs> no, on Facebook, people have met, said, send Defo my regard. Good for him. I'm like, for what? Yeah. He did it. I'm like, no, he didn't. <laughs> so I, I, have to, I have to tell you what I did. I have to tell you what I did. Okay. All right. So full transparency. So last week, for those who were watching and listening, you know, you heard this whole lament by DeForest how yeah. I don't bet for anybody. I hate betting yep, for people. Yep, yep. All right, well, so and I, and I, I don't uh, answer my phone anymore. On, <laughs> I, I, got, I got the mess. I got the <laughs> message. I, got I the knew message. you bet on your own. Okay. So I said, you know, God forbid I bother Jeff. <laughs> you could have reached out to forbid me. God forbid I, I ask him to bet for me. My goodness yeah. gracious. What, what, a, what a heavy load for Tony, this guy there are any number of apps, that. so you can just yeah. sign up like right now. <laughs> Give me your credit card number. I'll sign you up on exactly. the show. So I, I call. Yeah. I God forbid. I There's no excuse for this anymore, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, don't don't try to defend yourself. Yeah, of course he's going to. I don't have to, man. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, you're a lazy cuss when it comes to this. That's no, I, I just I bring your own money pay. to the track is so, one of my so theories. His just friends bring don't pay money. is why. That's, yeah. that's what his it is. His friends don't pay. Well, that's his problem because he doesn't want to do it. I, I I have every sort of app to pay you. Anyway, I call, Frankie, I, I call Frankie Fiori up. Nice. And I have, oh, yeah? You had Frankie him. put it I in? I go, would you, would you let me finish? No. <laughs> Hold on. So I, I had call Frankie up and I go, hey, listen. Uh. Tell me the safest betting site I can go to mm. for the Derby. I said, one that I, can, I feel comfortable doing. He goes, go to Twin Spires. So I did. I went to Twin Spires. I signed up. You signed up? Yeah. Nice. All did right. Thing. I'm ready to do the Preakness. Well, here we go. Oh, good. All right. Well, I'm glad I'm off the hook, Tony, to tell you the truth. <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't want – Here, here's why I didn't ask you to do it. I didn't want to hear it for, for a month on the on this show, <laughs> how you can't – you know, you did it. I didn't want to hear your crying and your belly aching. So what did, oh, my gosh. It's ammunition, to Tony. It's strictly it's, ammunition. Yeah, what did you that, do in the Derby? I have learned – I have learned that my that my store – does not sell ammunition anymore. Wow, that's annoying. <laughs> well, I'm so happy for you, Tony, because now I good. can call you and have you put in bets for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, Since I don't, you have the account, and uh, I, don't I don't even have to so. go to the track anymore, although I love <laughs> going down to Listen, Champion Listen, if I could count on you paying me, I'd do exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> well, not on this. I mean, this is a different thing. It's one thing in business, you all guy money, you're going to pay them. But uh, for some reason in gambling, these things are often forgotten. Often All forgotten, the time. and uh, you know, buried, uh, and it could be small amounts of money, but uh, and and this has happened where, where you know friendships are lost over a, a very minor amount of Stupid. money. Yep. You know, like a guy owes you twenty bucks, but but it's like twenty years later, you see the guy, and you still can't bring yourself to look at him, <laughs> even if he hands you the twenty before you uh, you know even say hello. All right, uh, we could have gone to Texas Roadhouse restaurants uh, even if we lost, uh, which we did on the Derby because. The prices there, uh, Tony, are so reasonable. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it is amazing because uh, I was again in this place on Tuesday nights, uh, go out with my son uh, to a place uh, in town here that has a big steak special on Tuesday nights. And, and it looks really good. And uh, I, I'm, I'm looking, going, wow, that, that's pretty good value. And then I'm thinking that same meal that's on special here is on special like every night every at Texas Roadhouse uh, with quality that's even better. And, uh, you know, 
the supporting cast of things that they have there is just unbelievable on the menu. It's not even a special at Texas Roadhouse. It's what they do every day. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that's what makes it beautiful. It's funny. I was in uh, I was in Walmart the other day. I had to pick up something, and uh, I, I walked past this this kiosk with all these gift cards and all these gift cards for Texas Roadhouse. And I thought there's a great gift for somebody. Yep. Yeah. Thought, that's a great idea. What was Luby operating the kiosk? You get it. You get it. You know, it's it's and it, this this is one of those things where both of our sponsors here on on old school, whether it's Texas Roadhouse or Catholic Health Services, we've we've all been involved with in one way or another. You yeah. know, Jeff, we'll talk about when we go to Catholic Health Services, but all three of us have been to Texas Roadhouse. Yep. All three of us can 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 testify to this. This isn't something that oh, it's a Tony Segreto thing or it's a Luby thing or just a Jeff thing. This is all three of us. Luby and I have been there. Luby and I have been in the kitchen. We watched them make the fresh bread every day we saw the butcher in the in the in the in the freezer cutting cutting the meat we see them making the the salad dressing we see them we see we see the ribs you know them preparing the ribs how long it takes them so it falls off the bone every store every single restaurant does this these you know the bread isn't shipped in the meat isn't shipped it's just all done there 99 percent of every restaurant texas roadhouse has 99% 99% of the food they serve is made right there at that restaurant, including the French, including the bread. I mean, and and this young man we saw doing the bread, I mean, his arms were like, yeah, he was, he was because he's like sitting there needing it, yeah. needing it, needing it. It is, it is remarkable. Expecting to be uh, pulling a truck with his teeth exactly. uphill yeah, in the exactly. world's strongest men competition. <laughs> and, and the culture of the staff yeah. is remarkable. They make you... They make you feel like you're walking into Cheers. It could be your first time. They make you feel yeah. like you've been there a hundred times. They they treat you with respect. They treat you with with the utmost ability to tell you what they like. They've tasted everything. They'll guide you to what you yeah. want to eat. And and the service is remarkable. Coldest beer in town. The the lines to the to the tap are cold. They're 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 chilled as well. Best margaritas in town. You can't go wrong. Texas Roadhouse. It's a, it's, it's it's a winner. Listen, if you didn't win the Derby, you'd win this. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, my son and I, we were talking about uh, different restaurants, and uh, he said he went out to, uh, you know, a, a very uh, highly reputable joint and a uh, place that everybody likes. Uh, four sticks for four people for a steak dinner. Really? And, uh, yeah, I mean, he Jesus. ended up, uh, you know, getting clobbered. Uh, and, you know, you go to Texas Roadhouse, that same meal that you're getting out of there for like a you know, less than half of that, and and you're having just as good a quality or, or close to it uh, as you would find at the finest steakhouses. So that's crazy. And having uh, a better, yeah, really and having a better, t- and having a better time. Yeah, and watching games. Like, yeah. and, you know, wow, yeah. how exciting yeah. was that? Uh, I, I hope you were watching this uh, hockey game because. Uh, oh, I was. It was great. I. Oh listen, my god! Uh, how you know, great is that? T- I mean, the excitement in these games is is incredible. All, I, all across the board. I mean, yeah, all of these yeah. series, uh, for the most part, with the exception of. Uh, uh, the Avalanche swept uh, the uh, Nashville Predators, uh, but but even that, I mean, when they were down three nothing, and yeah. that arena in Nashville re- really is electrifying uh, to be a part of. Uh, you wouldn't think a country crowd uh, and uh, you know a room full of hillbillies could be that into hockey, but wow! I mean, when you see some of these, you know, I'm not a country music fan, but when you see these big country stars and they're all there and they're doing the anthem and uh, you know oh, they're in the crowd. And then the regular hillbillies are there, uh, you know, that are straight out of the uh, rejected extras from Deliverance because they look too bizarre. <laughs> yeah, um, it's great, man. And, and you know, uh, other than that, uh, all, all of these series have been amazing. Uh, 
Yeah. No, All I can't. Through. Yeah. And now, now I just hope we hold on. If for, if for nothing else, then to get paid for dinner. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing with mayo has uh, gotten out of control. All right, it. we're coming back with more with Tony Segreto, More Old yeah. School, brought to you by Catholic Health Services yeah. and Texas Roadhouse Restaurants. I'm Jeff DeForest. He is Mike Luby Lubitz. And we'll return uh, with more Old School with Tony on the Defoe Show in a moment. Now that. It's 823. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. You're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. Good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand-cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Verizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, for you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. We go all school with Tony Segreno, brought to you by Texas Roadhouse and Catholic Health Services. I did want to just relay this quick tragedy from yesterday. I'm looking in the papers. I'm getting ready in the morning. So I see the Gulfstream Park entries. In the second race, there's a horse called Meshuggah, 30 to 1 morning line. Oh, my line. God, Meshugana. really? Meshugana, believe it or not. No seven way. Home, right? That's no way. So I'm thinking, uh, okay, I'm going to put 20 to win on Meshuggah no matter what the price, and I'm going to bet my 7-5 exactus. So sure enough, I'm getting ready to do something, and I lose track of time, and the race is like a minute away, so I don't have time to mess with this bet. And there it is on TV as I'm going out the door, so I stop and watch it. Who wins the race? Meshuggah pays $100, and the five ball is right there second. Gap of fifty back to the next horse, and uh, it would have been uh, it would have been worth uh, a, no, a nice sweet three it. or four dimes had I done it. No, I did nothing. How do you not take Meshugana? What a fool! The seven ball too. Meshugana. How do I pass on that? I mean, uh, my whole life you can't. Is not no destined for failure. Oh my God! Ridiculous uh, mistake. Uh, uh, just an egregious error. Defo and Luby always have a blast kicking it old school with the iconic Tony Segreto. Brought to you by Catholic Health Services and Texas Roadhouse. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're all still with Tony Segreto here on the Depot Show. Jeff DeForest, uh, Mike Luby Lubitz. We do have to uh, go ahead and express our congratulations to uh, our good friend Albert Castillo, who uh, wrote some of the uh, customized music uh, that we have here on the show great, and allowed us to. Music. Uh, Great sort music. of pimp Power off uh, some of his uh, early stuff that uh, was not uh, contractually obligated to never be played anywhere 
but uh, you know, uh, someplace that was extending him royalties for it. Uh, just received uh, the Blues Rock Performer of the Year. Nice, really? Yes, yes, nice. Uh, and that was uh, there's a uh, like Blues Society that has a, a big awards thing in uh, in uh, uh, Mississippi uh, on Beale Street, right? Uh, and uh, Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. What am I talking about? And uh, sure enough, uh, he, he wins it. Performer of the year. So uh, congratulations. Yeah, great. the music, the music that we have on this show is is terrific. It's all Albert, all the time. Really yeah. yeah, no, uh, rocking and rolling. Uh, all yeah. very good. All right, Tony yeah. Segreto with us here. Uh, it's all good with Tony. So uh, for me, I, I, I thought this was as wild and entertaining a game as I've ever watched. And now hockey is very abstract. And the interesting thing, and you know this uh, from uh, being around a circuit here for a long, long time, that uh, people who haven't watched a hockey game in their lives, they'll watch a couple of playoff games if their home team is in it. And then all of a sudden they're experts. That was icing. That, that was fucking icing. <laughs> and everybody wants right. to call icing You're on everything, on everything. Right. Yeah, and, and, you know, they, all never, of a sudden, they, wait, they never call offside. They only call icing. Uh, yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, uh, Luby and I, you know, really, I, look, I, I watched hockey since I was a little kid. So, so I, I understand the game, but uh, I, I couldn't tell you that I'm any expert. On, on today's uh, NHL, uh, you know, I followed it kind of casually throughout the season. I couldn't say, and in fact, I can say, I, I did not watch one hockey game during a regular season in its entirety. You know, you catch clips here and you tune in here for a little while. You see what's going on, maybe get a feel for different teams. But um, I, I did watch enough of the Panthers to think, wow, th- these guys are great. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you've seen good teams, and in any sport, they were playing as well as any team in any sport that was uh, in uh, one of the major sports uh, leagues and had a regular season that that was uh, really just absolutely terrific. I agree. agree. Scintillating all the way through. Yeah, I love the way they skate. You know, I just – I love the push. I love the the – the attacking. I, I just, it's, it's, first of all, the game, the game of hockey in and of itself is exciting. But when you have a team like the Panthers, who first, they're great athletes. Their speed is, is, in, I mean, their speed is incredible. And when you see them attack, when you see that surge coming down the ice and, and they're flipping that puck back and forth, man, it is, there is nothing quite like it. I love the speed of the game. I, I, I can't wait for the next game. When the game is over, I'm like, oh, can we play again? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you're worn out, but you know the players are worn out. And you know what? And I, I love that, you know, they still talk to them between periods. I just love the whole the, the whole way it's 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 set up. I, I really, really do. I think it's uh, – and you're right. I, I've been watching the Panthers, like, since, they, since it's their inception. And I tune in. I, I can say I've watched some games during the year. But man, oh man, this playoff has been has been so 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 good, and 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 there is no question that we all have a little bit of an edge going. Come on, let's win this thing. Come on, well, let's yeah. win this thing, you know. Mostly because we're struggling is what's uh, made it, uh, you know, uh, uh, so such an anxious, uh, you know, moment uh, every second that ticks off the clock, uh, except for that that one game that they coasted in, yeah, in, in game two. Now, now they get hammered in game three, and it's like that was the outlier right there. That was the yeah. outlier. They just got ripped hammered annihilated yeah, uh, you know yeah. and you're thinking what, what what's going on here this, this isn't even close to the same team how, yeah, they, how could they possibly choke again and and i know you also are not a fan of labels uh, where you know 
this team had nothing to do with teams that, that were playing here since like 97. No, no, no. I mean, there no, is a no, connection no. to the recent past, but, uh, you know, the whole notion that they've never gotten out of the first round and they're a bunch of choking dogs is a tough thing to ascribe to this particular team. And yet here they are. Yeah. Looking like they were about to just gag on, on one of the great seasons well, that we've seen from any hockey team in a regular season in the history of the NHL, maybe that, going back to the Canadians. Yeah. That game right there that you talk about the, the game that they were just like, just beat up in, it was, they weren't, they weren't who they are. Like what I was just saying, they weren't yeah. attacking. They, yeah, they, they seem, they, they same thing in game listless. one, in game yeah. one too, seemed, though. That was the thing. Yeah. Like. They seem, they seemed listless. Yep, and you yep. say to yourself, I mean, when you watch the Heat last night, you go, "What? What happened?" Yeah, yeah. What oh, that was a conspiracy. Yeah, you know, know that's a conspiracy. Well, South Beach. Yeah. Adam Silver had LeBron take the Sixers out. He told them that Embiid got stiff for the MVP, but LeBron was going to oh, sit with him, and, and they were out till six in the morning. I, I think Iverson was in his hotel room before most of the Sixer uh, players were before that game. I mean, could they have been women weak in legs? You know that, right out of Rocky Balboa. And uh, it, it certainly appeared that that was the case there, and that well, something the, something else was in play besides just uh, you know. He also a, woke um, up too. That's what was yeah. weird. At the very at the very least, we know we either have a game seven or a game one. And that'd right? be wonderful. I'd at, rather at very least, game one. At yeah. the very least, I'd rather have a game one. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So so I mean, how how torturous was it? Did you did you think the coach had lost his mind? This interim coach had lost his mind. Uh, I don't know if they, I don't think they named this guy. Uh, He's still interim. Brunette is yet. still the interim. They they haven't totally yeah, named him. Yeah, because uh, Barry Trotz will be behind the bench uh, next I mean, year uh, if uh, if I could put a vote in. But uh, anyway, uh, he pulls his goalie out there uh, with three minutes to go, and you're thinking, yeah, three, uh, you got well, That's very nice, very nice yeah. decision. Yeah. A lot of time. And I mean, then that puck's going towards the net there, and it's over. <laughs> you, you see it was right after he pulled a him. crossbow slow, slow I mean, going up on the screen. You see the puck coming, going, no, 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 hurry up, somebody get there, somebody get oh, there. No God. one was getting there. No I mean, that, how but... that missed is beyond comprehension. I, I think oh, all of a sudden the wind blew it off course. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? And, the and, and, and then they score. I mean, yeah. that was even more remarkable. And then the fans when the game was down the glass and going, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. It was like a curling thing, you know, where they had the guys with the brooms in front of it and they just steered it out of the zone. No, no. My I'll tell God. You what, I can't wait for the next game. It's just like, okay, let's let's. That's tonight. Yeah, it's I tonight. know. That's I know. Tonight. I know. I can't wait. I, I can. I'm running a little scared here because this Why? isn't the NBA where the home team comes home for game five and annihilates the 30. opposition. <laughs> and you ask yourself, were those other two games in Philly and in Dallas fixed i mean well, what the hell was that how could this team uh you know get uh, just they get back in the series both the uh, mavericks and the 76ers and, and then fall i mean a pratfall Both. like you would have to think that that somebody ha had gotten to james harden and mb last night <laughs> well <laughs> it was crazy they could first of all it was like there was at the beginning of the game it looked like there was a lid on the basket for them yep, like, yep. They, yes they, they, and, and and you could tell it was a struggle why because yeah. women weak in legs and, and 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 well, you're not buying my conspiracy whatever. theory that Adam Silver. Uh, I, I don't buy any of your conspiracy theories <laughs> uh, at all, ever, ever. I, I don't this one is shop, as far fetched as I any, Tony. I don't go shopping in your conspiracy store. <laughs> you know, I, I just, Silver I just was behind go. it. Yeah, he had yeah. a big bet. Adam Silver was doing. And then, and then it was we about to our, be exposed, Tony. Our, our, yeah, our guys can't miss. It yep. was just. It was. Yeah. It was incredible. And, and Max Struess looked like Jerry West out there. He really did. Yeah, and and they. They, 
they bring out these good points, you know, like the series doesn't really start until someone wins on the road. Well, guess what? You don't have to. Here we go. Yeah, Here we I'm go. Hoping. Something's going to have to break now because uh, we'll 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 see what happens. And I, I, I don't know. It's hard to see a team like either Dallas or Philly coming back from that level of embarrassment. You, would you think, wouldn't exactly. You would think, but... Well, you know, we've but we've seen them come back before. I mean, that was. When when you saw going into half that they closed it to twelve, yeah, you thought to yourself, okay, okay. this is going to be the shot. game, yep. yeah, yep, yep. yeah, because now I'll come back, you know, I I can overcome a twelve point deficit real quick, you know, uh, but then come out in the second half and we pull out what was the what was the largest lead we had was it close to 30 30 no they went one by 30 they the largest yeah, lead was 33 yeah was it over yeah the the, the, won by the margin of victory wasn't the largest lead we 33 had. they got up to 33 yeah 33 that's what i thought yeah such I mean, ugly yeah. it was that, crazy that, you talk about embarrassment. Doc, yeah. what, what do you say to a team after you lose by that? You know, let's lace them up and play next you time. Bur- you burn Better. the goddamn and video. Doc Rivers, <laughs> I will tell you this. When, uh, oh, I just lost his name. When the guy went, went down with. Embiid. Joel Embiid, Embiid, Embiid. Yeah. Oh, my, that was, I, I, I was like, wow, that could be, this could be bad. This could be bad. No, no, he, he looked like Jerry. He was out of it all game. game. Like, he was out of yeah. it all game. Yeah, he really did. He looked like Jerry Quarry just yeah, he was holding his back. night on ESPN Classics, where it's uh, okay. Here we go, George Farman and Jerry Quarry. Uh, here's round one. It is. It is very. It's very difficult. Uh, listen, I'm not a. <clears throat> I'm not a. I'm not not a fan of Harden, but I'm not a fan of Harden. No, I, I, you know, it's like I'm. I'm kind of like. Okay. He seems hard to like for some reason. Yeah, yeah. He flops but every time. You you have to admit he, he was he was a great player, and that's oh the yeah. Thing. You can't even count on him anymore. No, uh, you know, every once in a while, he'll show that flash of brilliance, you know, with three guys on him and all of a sudden, you know, nothing but net. But 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 that's that's doesn't happen very often. Anymore. No, he doesn't have the uh, explosiveness that he had. No, not at all. Not, not, at, not, all. At, not at 320 pounds. <laughs> he looks like Wayne Embry going out there. Speaking no, 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 no. Uh, we should. Find, for those of you who don't know Wayne Embry, I think. <laughs> Luby, you got to find a picture like of Wayne Embry. Wayne Embry probably was spelt by uh, today's yeah. standards, you know. But Wayne Embry, Wayne yeah. Embry made Barkley look spelt. Yeah, come on, come on. Barkley I love Wayne Embry, man, because you know I like the fat guy in sports. I, I always did, and uh, so Wayne Embry was one of my heroes. Uh, I think he just checked out like this year too. Do you know we killed off Joe Pepitone on the show the other day? Tony, uh, I, I put out a dead or alive. He's uh, alive. Pepitone. He's alive. And, yeah, he and he's very much alive. Yeah. Joe Pepitone. Peppy's fine. He's like doing 80. great. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you refer to him as Peppy, I would assume, because uh, you, yeah. you you know this guy. I, yeah. He is. He, he's a great guy. Is and, that through your you know, Bucky Dent connections or? Um... Ah, just the Yankee connections. Yeah. But yeah. I, I talk to Bucky every day and, and um, yeah. I, I tell you what, the, 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 the recent thing we saw with uh, Aaron Judge, uh, you know, where he, hit the, where he hit the home run and the young oh, kid. Oh, that was a gargantuan shot it. last night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but there was one where a young boy get, gets the ball and, and the, this boy was just, you know. Oh, the Toronto to, thing. Yeah, that was great. Gosh, you know, that was then, that had Segreto written all over it. I mean, yeah, in fact, that yeah, would have been yeah, your lead on the sportscast that night for sure. That just That just epitomizes. And I thought the way Judge handled it and uh, – just judge understanding his role beyond being a player, his role as a Yankee within, the, you know, within the confines of the fans. I mean, it's just, uh, what were they offering him? Two seventeen. I mean, that's chump change now. 
Yeah. If, yeah. if nothing goes wrong to derail his season, uh, especially uh, that, that was his first ever uh, so-called walk-off. Yeah. Uh, home oh, run. really? Uh, you know, and they're down two at the time, so it couldn't have been uh, any more uh, Mickey Mantle-esque in yeah. terms of Yankee drama. I think the guy has 10 home runs on the season already. He's been on fire. And, uh, you know, he, he turned on that uh, seven-year extension, uh, which I think was like $217 million. And you're thinking that literally is going to look like spare change yeah, compared to what he'll command if he just continues, uh, if somehow he's able to continue this uh, performance throughout the year, which it's early yet and it's a long way to go. But, uh, wow, if he keeps this up, my God, well, what's the man worth? And here's the thing. It's, he's not just doing it on the field. He's doing it off the field and with the media. He is Mr. Yankee now. He's Joe DiMaggio. He, he really he is. is. Yeah. He's DiMaggio, Mantle, Garrick, all rolled into one. Yeah. Now, he is He is just. Uh, Surprised he hasn't proclaimed himself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And we find yeah, out he has some just, terminal he, illness. I mean, he, uh, he's right he's, there. He's, yeah, I'm telling you. He's, 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 a, he's a special young man who's doing it right in a big city where, you know, again, for those of you who've never been to places like New York and Philly and Cleveland and Detroit, these these baseball fans, first of all, they know the game and they just the, the love the love you think you have for your team is is not even close to what the love that oh, these, those fans have for their teams. It's just it's incredible. And and Jeff, you can speak to that. I mean, in New York. Oh, no, they're great. crazy. It's, well, it's, I grew up when, when uh, literally you'd be on a, a subway uh, station like uh, one of the elevated trains mm-hmm. heading for the beach. And, and uh, you know, it would be like Frank Larry of the Tigers. Uh, against the Yankees, and Larry was always a Yankee uh, killer. And Mel Allen's doing a game, Red Barber, uh, you know, on the broadcast, and, and every person had a radio. I mean, it was yeah, yeah, you were yeah. uh, listening to uh, Santana at Woodstock everywhere. Yeah. And then when you got to the beach, everybody had the ball game on. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's what it was. I mean, uh, people were very much enthralled uh, then, with oh, Yankee yeah. baseball. Did you see this thing last night though? This was great. The kid pitches a no hitter. Uh, his name is uh, Reed Detmers and uh, for the Angels. But in that ballgame, uh, Rendon, the uh, third baseman that the Angels signed for, like, uh, uh, you know, a ton of cash. And it's actually, I guess, starting to pay off at least early in the season. They're in first place in the uh, AL West. But uh, he bats left-handed for the first time. He's a right-handed power hitter, Rendon. And hits a home run. Oh, jeez. Left-handed. I did, not, I did not see that. I did not see I that. I mean, uh, th- that that was even cooler than the no-hitter in some yeah, ways. Yeah, I agree with you. But you know, go back to the Yankee thing real quick. Yeah. When you, when you had your radio on back in those days, you knew the – so it used to be that when the Celtics were – were in a position where they were not going to lose, Red Auerbach would light up his cigar. His cigar, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. The victory cigar. cigar. So for me – if I tuned into a Yankee game late and I had my, my little earplug in with my transistor radio and they said, and now playing right field for the Yankees, Hector Lopez, I knew that the Yankees the were human up by seven. Like, <laughs> oh, Hector, yeah. One of my favorites, number 11. Yeah. yeah. First, when he first got into league, it was, he was, he was, it was rough. But man, oh man, he became he became a you know good a very valuable guy. component. Sure. Yeah, very very good. Adding seventh, player. Hector Lopez. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Johnny Blanchard, like Johnny Blanchard. Yeah, man. yeah, Blanchard Johnny. was like a third string catcher behind Yogi and Elston Howard. I mean, yeah, but he that. was he, he was a pinch hitting home run machine, man. He Great, would, yeah, he would come in. He, he would get you twenty homers a year. I mean, oh, but- easy pinch hitting, no less. Well, I mean, you have to consider also that the uh, talent dispersal wasn't uh, as thinned out as it, it is because uh, you only had like 16 teams. Yeah. 
And now what, what do we have? 30. So, you know, uh, all of these teams are stocked. It's yeah. the same thing like in a six-team league in the NHL. You used to see, like, all-stars jump out there on the fourth line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now you have, uh, what, 30, I guess, 30 teams in the NHL as well. So, you know, it's surprising how they're able to have and feature as much talent as they have been so far throughout the playoffs. All right. Well, we are certainly hoping for good luck tonight. That would be awful to not be able to, as they say, consolidate the break there. And, you know, after that thrilling come from behind impossible victory to conceive in game number four, the Panthers go down in game five. It'll be largely deflating. And then come on, Pat. It will trigger a level of insufferability in uh, one uh, Michael Mayo, the gambling gourmet, that uh, yeah. we will not be able to deal with. Yeah. We, we will have to not, uh, you know, have a show on Friday. He will be. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is. We need to refer to him as CM yeah, Frankie Mayo. Thank you, Mike. He hates Frankie everything, Mayo. though. Like it, it really is the yeah. old Mikey thing. Like, uh, or, you know, the, just the Mikey opposite. My it. It's hard to believe that this guy was a sports writer because he, he's so cynical about it. <laughs> can you can you imagine living like that? No, because I, I was going to say, Tony, hey, I, me out. two years ago we had out. nothing, and, and here it's just wildly entertaining. I mean, the Heat game was kind of a stiff last night, and happy. then you you know, you know flip channels, and there are like two yeah. hockey games on, uh, one of which, you know, actually both of them were, were like thrilling Manila type of uh, conclusions, Yeah, and with a lot of great play, and this wasn't even involving a series where the home team is engaged. So, uh, yeah, it's been very exciting, and a lot of great offerings. And this is why you're a sports fan. I mean, for this time of the year and uh, seeing some of the things that, that are actually going on right now. And, 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 you know, even other sports, you know, you have tremendous stuff happening. Yep. And, uh, you know, that, that's been great. Tennis has been uh, off the chart yeah, so far this year. Yeah, it's and, all been, uh, leading into the French Open. And, it's all uh, really been good. This has been, this has yeah, been a been wonderful. Fun. There's never been a, there hasn't been that drop off, you know. There's yeah, always yeah, yeah, been yeah. that, you know, when this ends, this, you know, this ends and, oh, what are we going to do now? But, you know, we have... The, the playoffs, both both NHL and, and the NBA, and and you know we have breakers coming up in, yep, in another yep. couple of weeks. I mean, it's it's just been fabulous. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, talk about an Horatio Alger story there. Yeah. Uh, you had a guy, uh, you know, hey, beat Canelo hey, Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. Before I forget, make sure the the roses that they sent you for winning the four grand. Make sure you cut the bottom of them. You'll get more life out yeah. of them. I'm more likely to throw them in the Atlantic Ocean uh, when I get there. i walk right across the street, and I'm going to follow them right out to the horizon there. I mean, I can't imagine not making my play. And, and it crossed my mind, Tony. That's the worst part of it. I actually thought about doing it and then did that. That was, And, and I had plenty of time because Luby uh, says, yeah, why don't you make a man over there and know his machines and quit crying about it? <laughs> like, it's too late, Luby. I let it's the golden late. opportunity it's of a lifetime late. go. As I have many times. All right, Catholic Health Services, you mentioned them earlier. Uh, just a great organization all the way around. I mean, every aspect of what these people do in business is just fantastic. Uh, good to see even more people becoming aware of their services and how wonderful they are. And in the medical field, the word care has become one that you have to put oh. into quotations now. Uh, unless you're dealing with people like Catholic Health Services. It's, the, it's, it's care communication and, you know, uh, what, what else can we get f- to find out what we can do to, to take care of our loved ones, right? Uh, and what is it, you ask yourself, what is it that makes a great organization? And we talk about culture all the time. It doesn't matter what organization it is, whether it's sports, whatever business you're in. Catholic Health Services has created this culture where they recruit not only the best people at what they do, they recruit people that care, as in care for your loved one. 
and they do it every single solitary day. They have the best of the best. Yes, they have the best equipment. You can get the best equipment anywhere. Yes, they have you know nice facilities. You can get nice facilities everywhere. But can you get the people who truly not just care about the one who's getting the rehab or that's you know getting the care that they need, but do you get the kind of service that brings the entire family in? that involves the entire family. My wife, again, she's she's still going through this issue with a loved one in the hospital. And she called me yesterday as happy as could be, not because the loved one's feeling any better, but because she finally got to talk to a doctor after oh, a God. month, after a month. That's crazy. A month of trying to reach the doctor and the doctors have switched out three or four times. And when Catholic Health Services, that's not the way it is. You're gonna hear from them every day. You're gonna hear from the therapist. You're gonna hear from the doctor. You're gonna hear from the nurses because they're gonna keep you informed as to what's going on with your loved one. That's what you need. And they're gonna tell you what needs to be done when your loved one comes home because whatever it is is wrong with them impacts the entire family. All I can say is, ladies and gentlemen, if you have an issue, if you need rehab, if you need just information, please do not hesitate to call Catholic Health Services. They're the ones that will do it for you every single solitary time with people who truly care about you and your family. Their level of expertise in all departments also is extremely impressive. And you don't see this very often. You know, sometimes you get, you get dished off to somebody else that's in a different area of, in this case, their medical care. And you're thinking, how did this person get a job there? But everybody you come in contact with, at Catholic Health Services, really, I mean, you're thinking, wow, they went out and hired the best people that they could find in the business. They and, and they put them all to work and they let them do their thing. And it really is night and day. I mean, just 180 degree turnaround in terms of the experience that you're going to have uh, when, uh, you know, you're involved in any kind of uh, medical deal where rehab is involved or, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, uh, with my mother, uh, hospice care, and it, it, even that, wow. I mean, uh, just extremely, extremely impressive the way they handle themselves. Catholic Health Services. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, we're, we're coming back with more Old School with Tony Segreno. I'm Jeff DeForest. He is Mike Luby Lubitz here on Ion Channel. And uh, you guys can Google the Depot Show and uh, catch the archives of shows we've done over what is now like uh, the last six months yeah. or, or thereabouts. So uh, good to be with you here on uh, Ion Channel and our other outlets and platforms as well. And we'll be back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 849. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have they're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. 
Thank goodness for landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Catholic Health Services is committed to care that changes as your needs do. Our full continuum of services is designed to be there throughout your care journey. If you need assistance with daily living, post-acute care following a serious health event, or additional medical care at home, we also offer skilled nursing and palliative and hospice care. Your care needs may change, but our commitment never does. Catholic Health Services, South Florida's number one choice for post-acute and end of life care visit catholichealthservices.org i used to play golf with perry como perry como perry como he had one iron in his bag and that that was the wedge other than the putter of course everything else was a wood and he would hit the ball (laughs) como 190 yards down the middle of the fairway every time every time i hate those guys and then he would say to me you know I, I don't know how long I can play because I have a bad back and my doctor gave me this special medication to take. Do you mind if I take it now and if, uh, hopefully I'll be able to play 18? I go, sure. So he goes in his bag and he takes out a flask and he drinks. Like, well, what's the medication? And he goes, a little vodka. <laughs> Golf, uh, I came to despise. Uh, I actually had a set of clubs uh, that were uh, personally designed for me by the people at Black & Decker. <laughs> Tim the Toolman Taylor. Exactly. I had like a chainsaw and a machete in my bag. What are you playing here? Machete. <laughs> Depot and Luby love kicking it old school with the legendary Tony Segreto. Big thanks to Catholic Health Services and Texas Roadhouse. Is there a, a rule, a specific rule against having a machete in your golf bag and, and just chopping down whatever happens to uh, be in your path of the flight of the ball to the green? Let me let me tell you about one of my, if not my most embarrassing moment on the golf course. So a friend of mine uh, wanted to connect me with the with the founder of Wendy's. Wow. And, um, Dave Thomas. Dave, actually, yeah, Dave. Dave, Thomas. Like, actually, Dave huh? Thomas. Wow, that's freaking cool. Yeah, so uh, I meet Dave, and I meet his beautiful wife, and we just hit it off, and, and Dave and I made up a golf. We had decided we're going to play golf together. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're at Weston Hills. Were you playing. any good, I mean, so, uh, in general? In my, in, when I played, I was I was okay. You know, I, right. I kept my – I could keep my own. I mean uh, – but, you know, I, uh, most of the guys I played with were like I'm phenomenal. So I was always like, OK, let me just so let me play so I don't slow out. them down. You're yeah, right. you're out there with Dick Anderson and he's a scratch yeah. golfer. Yeah, thinking, exactly. Uh, exactly. I couldn't be Gary Premian. But God bless Dick. He, you talk about patience, man. He, he he would never make you feel that way. Anyway, I'm playing with Dave on Weston Hills. <laughs> it's like the third hole. And all of a sudden, I feel something on my foot, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And my golf shoes actually came apart. Oh, oh nice! Would they literally came oh, apart, God. and my right golf shoe became a flip flop. Oh, right? <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> so Dave goes, "You okay?" I go, "Oh, Dave, I, I don't know what." I said, "This is so embarrassing." He goes, "Oh, come on, don't worry about it." So he calls over his caddy, and he says to him. Tony, what size do you wear? I said, 10 and a half. He goes, go get Tony a pair of shoes and bring them back. I go, Dave, please, you don't have to. He goes, yeah, go get Tony a pair of shoes. What color do you want? I go, so I go to give Dave money for the shoes. He, he wouldn't take it. Anyway, Caddy comes back. I still have my pair of shoes. from. Oh, Dave yeah? Thomas. That's classic, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing, Tony, that strikes me. And, uh, you know, not to imply that I'm uh, – 
frugal or penurious when it comes to these sort of things. But uh, I would never buy anything, not even a sleeve of balls in the pro shop. <laughs> so a pair of shoes there I, has to be no, an exorbitant markup. No, I, I, listen, if I were going to buy them, any golf course, any I golf course, it's I, true. I, I would have played with my I would have played with yeah, my, exactly. I would have yeah. like, <laughs> avoided at all costs of buying something at the pro shop. Oh my God, I can't even imagine <laughs> that normally would cost you like a buck and a half, you know? Yeah. But what mm-hmm. a I don't know what golf shoes go for anymore, man. but, uh, you know, they're, they're not cheap. What a lovely, lovely man. Yeah, that's mean, cool. Good guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you still have connections there? I mean, I know he checked man. out. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, I know. Uh, you know, I, Wendy's uh, look good on the logo here. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I don't have a burger joint. I some chili from Wendy's. I like the chili. I used to like their chili. I, I did. <laughs> fast food what's place. Your, what's, your, what's your favorite fast food place? Fast food? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a. I, I, I would frequent them. I don't a, anymore, even though I do love fast food in general. When you uh, did, when you did frequent them. Well, I mean, uh, it, it would be an obscure joint that uh, was uh, unique to uh, the hometown that I had in Long Island. But uh, these guys actually became fairly successful restaurateurs uh, in South Florida with uh, chicken wings. They had a place called Wings Plus. Mm-hmm. which had several oh, locations, plus, but originally they owned a place that was on its way to uh, Jones Beach. So if you were on the highway, uh, you were going to pass by a place called Bob's Hamburgers. And uh, this was when McDonald's was in its infant stages. And, and their burgers were, were vastly superior to the taste, and their fries were, were better than McDonald's. But um, I, I don't know. What would it be? Uh, Nathan's? Uh, See, you know, I say and, in and, and out a lot of good places. Yeah. In and out Ruby, what? In and yeah, out, In and Out, which is only in the West Coast, Chick Fil A, and then Five Guys. I like Five Guys. Yeah, In and Out is great, no doubt about it. What about you, Tony? Arby's, I liked I am, it one time, I am, although uh, yeah. I don't know what it is uh, about it that I haven't been there for yeah, years since. I, I just don't like eating like giant things with buns yeah. anymore, uh, you know, because uh, obviously I want to live, uh, you know, past seventy-one. <laughs> <That'd be nice. laughs> so uh, um, you know, I, I, I uh, re- eliminated that from my yeah, diet. I'm not a fast food guy, but if I, I will. Uh, I love fast food, though. Chick-fil-A. I really do. Chick- yeah, me too. Chick Fil A is. Uh, See, I'm not a Chick Fil A guy. I, I, I never got into it. I grew up on Chick Fil A. My mom yeah. loves Chick Fil A. I will ask this. I remember when I was growing up that I mean Burger King was it was either Burger King or Royal Castle. Royal Castle uh, or, or, was yeah. great. And White, yeah. Yeah, and oh, yeah. White and Castle. New, White Castle. Yeah, New Jersey was all yeah. about White Castle. That was great. But I, but I remember growing up when I was here, when I was younger, uh, going to get shakes from Burger King because I loved their shakes. But I haven't had a shake in I don't know how long. Yeah. I if people, if people have a place that they recommend to get a really good Jackson's Ice Cream. Well, right Jackson's, here, right? of course. I, I love Jackson's, Jackson's Ice Cream. Jackson's, of course. Oh, good. my goodness. All right, I have to get into this, Tony, because uh, this is old school here. And, okay. and uh, we brought it up on the show. We only have a couple of minutes to go. But, uh, you know, we were talking about how if the Panthers get eliminated in the first round, we were talking about this with uh, Dave Hyde specifically, and he brought up a couple of good examples, one of which I think stands out. Uh, would it be the most deflating loss in the history of South Florida sports? That team can have such a great season and then get eliminated in the first round and uh, all of the uh, negative labels uh, would then apply uh, once again as, uh, wow, uh, this uh, organization, you know, will never, never achieve anything because they, they can't make it out of the first round of the playoffs on a few occasions uh, when they make it. And he equated it uh, with the Fiesta Bowl loss of the University of Miami when Jimmy brought the fatigues team down there. And, uh, you know, we, we couldn't have been any more full of uh, bravado and machismo than that hurricane team was. They're going against a Penn State team, looks like a bunch of plotting dogs, including Pete Giftopoulos, 
at linebacker, and we have all of these athletes. If you look at the roster of that team, I think it oh. was like the 87 Great. Fiesta yeah. Bowl. Yeah. You, you look at the roster, like Michael Irvin is like a freshman on that team yeah. or something. Uh, you know, and you're thinking that they had great players that like uh, five, six deep mm-hmm. at uh, almost every position. And they still lost somehow in that ballgame, like 16, 14. And that might have been it as far as I'm concerned. Most deflating loss ever in the history of South Florida sports. I did that game with Sonny. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah nice. Sonny, and I, Sonny and I were the play. What, what did Sonny? Oh he must God, have, he must uh, have jumped he over punch a hole in the press box mm-hmm. wall there. Pretty I would much, think so. Yeah. Much. Yeah, I mean, it was a great time. I mean, we were at the game with the whole, you know, we were. We Isn't that were, where the we press box it. is like in the sky? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah we were we were at the dinner. We, we, you know, we were all part of that fatigue deal. And and I would tend to agree. I would tend to agree with, with Dave. I think that was probably one of the most deflating losses. And I'm also I don't know if I'd put it quite up there, but pretty darn close. The Dolphins first Super Bowl. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You mentioned that it. was that was. Yeah, I mentioned week. that last week. Yeah. I thought that was pretty. Yeah, you know, the way we losing is one thing, but the way we lost, we were just totally. I mean, that was it was Bob Lilly. We played against Bob Lilly. It was basically Bob Lilly just destroying us. And uh, but that but that fatigue loss, uh, I will I will never forget Jimmy after that game. Yeah, um, uh, uh, he he had to be uh, looking like he needed I a quart of blood uh, yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, yeah, it was it was a tough one. Yeah, I say, you know, yeah, go ahead. Well, two for me, I would say the Heat 2010. Remember when the big three came together? The Heat had a two-one series lead over the Mavs, had a double-digit lead in the third. Jose Barea. 65-year-old Sean Marion oh, yeah, and 50-year-old yeah, Jason true. Kidd are trying to cover LeBron in his prime. And they blow a 2-1 lead and don't win again. And then the other one is, and I'm a, a Noel fan, but I couldn't even imagine when the Canes lost to Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. And oh, they too. had a way better team. I mean, Ohio State had a nice team, but that Kane team was this almost a, was very that was just a, that was just a that was you have Craig Krenzel at quarterback. Like I mean, like that team that should was, have annihilated Ohio State. I, I, I and would, then that horrible call, you. and then the whole thing like that. If you're a South Florida fan, and you don't have an affiliation to any college football team. You probably root for the Canes. I was happy because I was going at the two at that time, and we were a disaster. So it was nice to see from my perspective, but. I know my parents, who always rooted on the Canes outside of FSU, their heart. I I remember hearing them in the other room, gasping oh, yeah. when, when that call yeah. was. Made. Yeah, that Great was a, that, uh, that was a, that was a bad call game. You know, the Fiesta Bowl was. Terry just, Porter was the name of the guy, right? Yes. Yeah, Fiesta Bowl. Vinny, Vinny's throw was just. Oh, it was a bad throw, and just I mean, I see it. We had like twelve interceptions. You, know, <laughs> I, I, you, know, you talk about your but Luby. Listen, I know we're cutting that on time. You talk mm. about your parents. There was a weekend where I didn't travel because I had been traveling so much. They said, you know, you need a, you need just one day. I. I was going to travel the next day to the Dolphin game. I think they, they were in New York. So <clears throat> Miami is playing Michigan <clears throat> that day. And my parents, who were like your parents, just big, huge came. I mean, my parents, God rest their souls, they, they would travel. They would travel with their oh, wow, wow. That's how much they loved them. So I remember going over. My mother says, come on over and watch the game. Mm. So um, I go and I'm sitting there and I walk in and my parents had two, you know, lazy boys. And in the middle of this one late of the two lazy boys, my mother had a big whisk, wicker basket in the wicker basket were rolled up socks. I'm thinking, what the heck is she doing? And we're watching the game and things aren't going well for Miami. And my mother, who was a great athlete, 
starts taking the socks and throwing them at the TV. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> good for her. <laughs> at, least, at least it wasn't a sack that's of pennies. Great, you know, that's, that's great. That's and, and I go, that's it. I'm out. There's no way I can handle this. I'm going to go watch this game in peace. She's screaming at the TV. Worse than me. My father's going, whoa, please calm down. It's going to be fine. This is only a prelude to uh, what we might uh, anticipate tonight. Yeah, tonight. So, yeah. 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 Please, a mind-boggling loss. Come on, Panthers, if, uh, please. The Panthers go down tonight, yeah. although uh, highly conceivable. Stop, I mean, stop, stop. They're going to win. They're going to win. Come on, Panthers, please. Uh, you never know. Tony, this is hockey. It's totally different than this NBA uh, stuff. Where, uh, I know. Adam please. Silver uh, conspired with LeBron James to have the Sixers out. <laughs> I love that. Hi, right, Tony. We love you. We and, love uh, and a lot of fun. It, it rolled by uh, very quickly, as always, yes. here on Old School Tony Segreto, brought to you by Catholic Health Services. Don't forget to don't forget to take care of those roses. Yeah, right. He took yeah, yeah. Home. I hope they're dead roses. Wipe his ass with them. <laughs> what a stupid fool. I mean, my one move that I make my entire life, and I don't make it here. Uh, and, I, and it did cross it crossed my mind. That's what makes it worse. If I never thought about it, yeah. okay, fine. I could live with yeah. it, but uh, Luby knows I was insufferable. Talk about the whole time. I, I turned into Mike Mayo, <laughs> just fetching and crying <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, unbelievable. All right, uh, Tony, we love you. Love you, you more, man. This is okay. a great hour. Thanks, guys. All right. Checks in the mail, Tony. He knows. Uh, he all right. Knows. That, that's, uh, well, no, actually, it's right here on my desk. You better have it in the mail, you asshole. I told him I sent it yesterday. Yeah, you can always blame the mail now because uh, things have slowed down. Oh, Gas prices are real high. So. And, uh, you know, the economy uh, obviously is, as they would say, uh, somewhat fucked. Uh, <laughs> and a good way to depart here uh, on uh, the Depot Show. We'll do it again tomorrow. We'll have the uh, Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Yes, Dave sir. Not sure exactly what Dave's seven thirty. Gergs is all in. We'll be here okay. doing the trivia action at seven thirty. So definitely tune in for that. And a degenerate Friday with yes. uh, what could be a, a, either a, a very subdued or, or insufferable Mike Mayo. Come on, Panthers! Uh, joining subdued. us, and uh, we'll have the professor with the big board, which is always a hoot. Professor yep. uh, was on fire last week on the show, so yep. a lot still to look forward to this week on the Depot Show. And uh, we will see you tomorrow at seven in the a.m. as we leave you now. That let's go to eat a damn. Oh, don't forget if you're on your way to the, the Keys, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, the place to go. It is uh, nine oh four. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Look what they've done to my show.